Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. Matt and I are here on episode 101. Well, that's a big number. Yeah. Nobody, uh, nobody ever wore 101. Nobody ever wore 101, so we have to convert back to the single-digit and double-digit numbers. Which is fine, because we skipped a whole bunch. Which is fine. We did skip a bunch. We, we didn't have our gimmick yet when we started. Yeah, so, I know, right? So, you know. Uh, number one, uh, for, um, you know, all to be said and done in the NFL is... Best kickers. Kickers. All the best kickers are number one. They are. Uh, Gary Anderson, Steelers, probably the most notable number one for the Steelers, yeah. nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety four. Um, Penguins, nobody had number one for the Pens. Wendell Young. Oh, hold on, wait, I, I, I forgot. Let me forget because I actually there was too many for the Pens, so I screenshotted it. Uh, <laughs> that's why I was like, "There's too many to take." Uh, uh, that's why I was like, "Why do I have nothing for the Pens?" Because um, it's, a, it's it was in a the, separate document. It was the Pirates that was nobody was Never number had one. A number one. Yeah. If I ever played for the Pirates, I'd be number one. Well, yeah, because you're the smallest kid in the team. I mean, <laughs> that's not how it worked in little league. Yeah, it um, was. I don't, <laughs> My little league, it was. I I was number one. I was like twelve. That couldn't that that couldn't have been based on size. You know? uh, uh, no, Penguins. You have. Um, Hey, there's some good notable names on here. Casey DeSmith, currently. Um, Tom Grease, Mike Condado, Brent Johnson, John Curry, Johan Hedberg, uh, Rich Parrott, Wendell Young, Rob Dobson, Peter Skidura. Oh, I forgot about Peter Skidura. Uh, Pat Riggin, Richard Harrison, Steve Gunnett. Um, here's a name. Jim Rutherford. Oh, okay. General manager Jim Rutherford. Yeah, our current general manager, yeah. former goaltender for the Penguins. Uh, Roy Edwards, Joe Daly, Paul Hodgins, Cam Newton, not the quarterback. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Hank Basson. So, yeah, the Pens did have a lot of number one. Number one's mainly reserved for goaltenders. Yeah. Um, like every soccer goalie. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and that's that just goes back to old time hockey where you know they had one players on the team were one through six. Yeah, <laughs> well, so, soccer goes back to the same. Like you know, you started with the goalie was number one and it got higher as you got out. You know, like the number ten is still sort of considered like the playmaker. You know, who feeds the ball to the eleven. Right. Um, but also in soccer, because the goalies, I know in like youth soccer anyway, like goalies have to wear a different color shirt. Than the rest of the team, so the ref can tell like who's holding the like who's allowed to touch the ball with his hands and who isn't. Well, is that in pro soccer too? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. in in pro soccer, like they've got all these like fancy like neon goalie shirts that are you know unmistakably goalie shirts. Yes. You know, but in the youth soccer, like you just got to slap whoever the goalie is like you know with a a white t shirt with a one on the back. That was like the neutral color in the in the pickup. So like, we're watching league. currently the uh, L A Football Club and L A Galaxy. Uh, in a Western Conference MLS semi-conference final, the goalie is wearing red for, want to say the Galaxy? Yeah, that's, no, that's LAFC right there in goal. 
and he's wearing like neon red, basically. Yes. Yeah. You know. And he just made some hell of stops right there. Yeah. There's, um, there have been some good saves in these games. Uh, I watched, you know, Atlanta earlier against Philly. Um, Atlanta looks pretty good again all of a sudden. I know they got off to a slow start, but, um, you know, they're the defending champs in MLS. That's good. That's good for them. Uh, DC United, they they make the playoffs? They make the round robin? No, they're done. They're done? Rooney's done in DC. I think he's going back to somewhere in England to be like a player coach. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember where. Um, See, and then you got, uh, is that Galaxy's, uh, Goal, goalkeeper there with the neon blue. Yeah, yeah. He's got like blue. neon baby blue. Yeah, so it's like one one team's wearing black trimmed in gold, and the other team is wearing white trimmed in black, and the goalies are both wearing like loud, bright, high visibility sort sort of sort of shirt you would wear like for a bike ride. Oh, oh there's a goal, and and that puts LAFC on top. That's um, you know they're they're like considered the expansion team, but they're looking pretty good. Yeah, this is their home stadium here. This and is the stadium. Is this the stadium the Chargers play in? Um, no. No, the Galaxy play like downtown. Or no, the Galaxy play out where the Chargers play. Yeah. This is LAFC Stadium. Like, they're more downtown. Okay, they're more downtown. I've never been to Los Angeles. Um, but it's my understanding that, like, part of the problem with the Galaxy was it, it's like a hike to get there. So when they when they came out with a new ownership for this expansion team, LAFC... You know, they, they wanted to put them, like, closer to, like, downtown Los Angeles. So, you know, they, they could attract more fan base from people who actually live in L.A. and not, not people who want to sit on the freeway for three hours to go to a game. Right. Yeah, because the Galaxy, I mean, the only thing I remember about the Galaxy and whatnot is whenever they uh, paid Beckham a shit ton of money to come over and play, like, six games. Yeah, and, and now, they've got, <laughs> now they've got Zlatan, and he actually he actually does stuff for them. Like, he, he actually you know, scores goals and makes them competitive. Um, and isn't, I mean, he's, he's definitely like a showpiece for sure. I mean, I told you, he's more than just like a, well, I told you you when I lived in, I told you when I lived in DC that, um, I went to the DC United LA galaxy game because Beckham was there and people I worked with like, Oh, David Beckham. I'm like, I don't really understand soccer whatsoever, but I know David Beckham. So yeah, sure. I'll go to this game with you for like $22 and you know, Go see this Beckham guy play the last seven minutes of the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scored a goal, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's you know. That's good that you got to see him. I um, I never saw Beckham. I mean, I, I went to an MLS game in Columbus, right? You know, and they they at the time Columbus had uh, Scalotto. He's he's a manager now in the league. Um, I, I want to say he's LA's manager. He scored again. Yeah. Yeah, LAFC scored again. Wow. Um, so that that just got real out of hand real fast. Um, but, I mean, again, like, LAFC's like one or two seed, and Galaxy's like the five. Galaxy had to play in the, like, wild card round or whatever last week. Okay. And they, they, had, they had to go on the road. Yeah, they went on the road. They had to go play at Minnesota to earn the right to come back home to California and play their crosstown rivals. And yeah, they just got um, they just got punched in the gut here in like the last five minutes. Definitely, that's 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 a lot of goals real quick for uh, 
for uh, soccer. Yeah, these 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 LA games are pretty raucous, and I I think that the teams have like a healthy dislike for each other, but also some respect. Yeah, that guy Scalato, he he played for the crew when I went to see them, and he was like the, their big like designated player. Okay, like a fine player, not Beckham. You know yeah. what I mean? Like now, like you know, this whole thing with like the designated player, it's becoming almost like a like part of your like journey in your career. It's like I'm ready to retire, but I'm gonna go play in the states for like a year or two because they'll pay me a bunch of money. Because they'll pay me name. a bunch of money, and I can like run around and play like you know forty minutes maybe, and uh, you know score a goal. Everyone's happy. Plus, like you get to market yourself. You know? Yeah, you do. I mean. Zlatan, before he signed with the Galaxy, he came to Pittsburgh for his knee surgery and made that UPMC ad. Oh. And, like, he realized that American audiences just can't get enough of him. So, you know, he's he's doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, he just he just missed there. But, um, I don't know, 20 minutes left. Maybe, maybe he'll, like, do, like, a magical bicycle kick goal to, like, put him back in this thing. Um, but, but for now, I'm, I'm good on MLS now. What else you got for me? Uh, so we'll just finish real quick. Uh, all-time players to wear number one, Oscar Robertson, 12-time All-Star, 1971 championship with the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't forget about the Wizard, the Wizard of Oz, Mr. Ozzy Smith. He wore, wore number one. He wore number one. Okay. And then also Mr. Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Good one. Warren Moon. Uh, those are the, uh, those are the top all-timers to wear number one. Um... But no, we are going to talk more soccer and some important soccer, important to Pittsburgh soccer. Uh, how about uh, the Riverhounds? Playoffs start this Saturday. Uh, the Hounds have Birmingham Legion coming to Highmark Stadium. The Hounds finished first overall in the Eastern Conference. The Hounds secured that spot with a 1-0 win in Birmingham last Sunday over the Legion. Um this Saturday is supposedly going to be a blackout, and there's going to be a big old tailgate, I think, at like 4 o'clock. Um, but what color shirts should we wear? Black. Oh, black. When I when you said blackout, I thought you were referring to the tailgate. No. <laughs> well, we can make that happen, too, sir. I, I can't. I have to work, so I will, I will not be... I mean, I, I could go to the tailgate for like an hour or two and still make it home in time to work. Um, probably not a good idea, so... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there there is a blackout. Wear wear your Riverhound shirt. Um, if you don't have one, get one at the store. Or maybe they're do they give away? Do I, they have the budget to give away blackout shirts like the Penguins do? I don't know. Or they does, might. Does somebody donate those? They might. They might just be like a simple black T-shirt that says Riverhounds on it. That everybody gets an XL, and once you watch it, it's, it's a medium. Riverhounds on the front, Highmark logo on one sleeve, on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's how it works. I mean, it's Highmark Stadium after all. Um, I mean, Highmark should be able to afford that. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd rather they, uh, you know, get my co-pays down personally. <laughs> Instead of handing if out they, they've got 6,000 shirts. A, yeah, if they've got a t-shirt budget, they should look into having a, like, you know, better insurance and coverage budget. Right. But uh, but no, it's a blackout down there at Highmark. Uh, I believe the hashtag fill the mark is out there and about. The Hounds. Good thing. Now, here's the thing. Didn't Got last, a hashtag these days. Didn't last year the Hounds finish with the Bethlehem Steel in the regular season and beat them and then get a home game in the first round of playoffs, being a top three seed 
and then they end up losing, and they played the same. They played the Steel twice. I have no idea. Regular season, I, and then I the first s- round of the playoffs, and I then they were say knocked no, out. No, because they played they played Bethlehem at home in like September, so that would have been very irregular for them to then play like Bethlehem again in the final week of the regular season. Yeah, away though in Bethlehem. away, but just to have them that I, I have no idea. Well, because it's I thought something like that may have happened. I I'd have to go back on the interwebs. To figure out last year's schedule, but so yeah, we're having this year. Last week, um, you know, they played Birmingham in Birmingham, and now they have Birmingham coming into uh, Highmark. Uh, now they we did talk; they extended the um, playoffs, so Birmingham is the ten seed. Yeah. So, but they had to play a game to earn this. I think, like the, to get to get to Pittsburgh, they had to play. Yeah. Uh, they played on like last night. I want to say last night or the night, night before. before. Yeah, that's, because that's a quick this turnaround. is well, because this is a quarterfinal match. Yeah, so that was a quick turnaround. They they had to play basically like Sunday, or maybe did they play Saturday? I don't know. They played last weekend, and then they played a playoff. Yeah, they game. played. Yeah, they played Sunday against <laughs> against the Rounds, yeah. and then they had a quick game. It was Tuesday or might yeah, have been last night. Um, Tuesday Sunday. I mean, that's that's not as bad as like Wednesday Sunday. Which is what a lot of teams do when they're playing in cup, you know, when you've got U.S. Open Cup in, in right. the midweek, and then and then you have like your your league match on the weekend. Um, but to have like that many matches in in one competition where everything's on the line, like you know, over a span of like basically two weeks, um, that's that's pretty hard. You, you you gotta like the Hounds' advantage. I mean, home field and you know they've got more rest. They they've had time to prepare. You know, get some sleep, take care of their bodies, do some training. You know, work on some stuff. Not, not have like not not develop like more issues that you have to deal with because you're out there playing and getting well, injured. The Hounds haven't lost a game at home all year. Yeah, well, it'd be a real shame to start now. I know, right? <laughs> and so, I mean, they're number one seed all the way through. So everything comes through Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, as long as they win, obviously, obviously have to win. This this isn't like you know. This isn't like the Super Bowl where they just pick a place to have it. Right, yeah. Everything everything comes through Pittsburgh as long as the Hounds keep winning. They don't base home field on the result of the All-Star game. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. They uh, yeah, they, uh, they don't base home field on the result of the All-Star game or on the result of the Pro Bowl. Uh, so... <laughs> Again, if they can afford to send MLS players to Hawaii for a Pro Bowl, or not even like MLS, USL players to Hawaii for a Pro Bowl... Then like the teams should be providing the free shirts. That is, but true. I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think there is a Pro Bowl of USL. No, there's not. I don't even think there's an All Star game, is there? I don't think so. Yeah, like I mean, all the MLS All Star game is is like they take the best best side of MLS players and they put them up against some touring team from Europe. Is like all pretty much how they always do it, you know. And it gets it gets more people in the seats because like oh Liverpool's coming to play like the MLS All Stars like I, I don't I don't watch MLS but I'm I like Liverpool so I'll go to see Liverpool you know or they they play like they played Celtic one year in, in like, the was that in the, the, in the big house no no the MLS the, the MLS All Star game always goes to an MLS market and it's cool because you you'll get like you know one of the top teams in Europe like come to your stadium and they rotate it around. I don't think Columbus has had one recently, but they'll probably get one after they build their new stadium downtown. 
Yeah, because they are building that new soccer stadium right downtown Columbus. Yeah. Because uh, something about they didn't, you know, they can't fill the horseshoe. And Ohio State doesn't want anybody on their field. So. They they did play, the crew played at the horseshoe like their first year. Oh, least. they just scored off of. Galaxy. Off a of free kick. Nice. All right, so it's, it's 4-3 and there's 13 minutes plus whatever stoppage time. Um, you know. Buckle up, baby. To, bar- to borrow a phrase. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, we got Riverhounds this Saturday. Uh, playoff game. Quarterfinal. Birmingham's coming into town. Fill the mark. Blackout. Go down for the tailgate. Go down and hang out. Tickets are still not that expensive. Man. Um I could pull up what what are regular regular t- r- tickets for Riverhouse Gamer like usually like twenty five bucks or something? Yeah. I mean standing room's less than that, I think. They don't even have it on game time. Huh. They got hockey, Steelers, Pitt, Pens, Penn State basketball, Pitt basketball, Penn, Penn State, State basketball. Football. Wow. Who's going to Monster that? Jam? Monster Jam's popular. Like, people like Monster Jam. Hey, you can get a ticket for the home opener for the Pirates for next year for $69. That's too much money. That's way too much money. Uh, but yeah, they don't even have... That'll the, come down. They don't even have the River House. They were begging people to buy tickets last year. I know. They, they, they were seriously, like, advertising. Like, opening day tickets are still available. I mean, that's not good. That's, that's not a good look. We'll it's not, not going to be better next yeah, we'll, year. We'll waive fees and taxes. We'll talk about the Pirates a little bit later. Well, no, you should take my taxes so you can like afford to upgrade the stadium so that the Pirates don't leave, right? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. So we got Riverhounds playoffs. Go ahead this uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock. If you can't make it down to Highmark Stadium, I know I can't make it down. I have a family obligation this weekend, this Saturday. Um, but, um, yeah. Get down there, check it out. They're also going to be on the CW as well. Yeah. So we'll Good have man. that go for us. Get those rabbit ears some, some work out. <laughs> right? Stop. You don't have to stream it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to stream that. But if you do have the uh, ESPN Plus, I'm sure you'll be able to it'll, watch it. It'll still be on the ESPN Plus if you're in a place where there's not like traditional TV. Oh, my. That's and... a dagger. That's a dagger. We got, we got about 11 minutes left, and LAFC just... Just drove down the field. Counterattack, big big counterattack, lots of running, and just chipped it over the goalie. And now it's five to three. Um, you know, you know, you know what they call this rivalry, Steve? What's it? They call it El Trafico. El Trafico, because it's across across LA. So it's across LA. And like when a lot of times, especially in like when like Spanish speaking cultures, like the the big rivalry game is called like El Clasico, the classic. You know? Oh man, he took um, that pass, split three defenders. And just chipped that. it over the goalie. And you know what? It started from a uh, Zlatan handball. So he it was, did. He was doing. He was doing his like try to hold up, like stick his arm out and and try to control the ball. And they, you know, of course, called a penalty. And you know, because you're not allowed. They to had have about eighty percent of the field. Because you're not like, allowed to have the. Them. You're not allowed to hit, have the ball hit anywhere uh, below the shoulder, right? Right. And they're they're getting more strict now because with everybody's using video review now. Um. So a lot of these like judgment calls where it was oh I I, I gave a handball because it looked like one but maybe it was like a shoulder okay like you're not gonna have those problems anymore because they're they're able to review no nah, that one actually hit that, his forearm yeah that, that yeah that was like a no doubter yeah that was so, a, I I watched that in real time and I saw it hit yeah, his forearm yeah and you know he's 
he's he's very full of himself so he's gonna like argue that he couldn't possibly i couldn't possibly have done that like but yeah we all saw it and you know from the free kick turned into a counterattack, and now they're now they're not in the game anymore yeah i mean down two goals with 10 minutes like do you really expect this game to end 6-5 steve is that is that a common soccer score that you know of? No, that's more of a baseball score or even a hockey score for yeah. that matter. So, I've seen a football score at six five once. Yeah, they happen. They're not the best to watch. <laughs> that's a horrible game yeah, right yeah. there. Uh, so we're gonna move on a little bit of PGA Tour action going on. Uh, the PGA Tour is on the um, Asian swing right now. Um, <laughs> yes, Matt. Good, good, good swing. Like Johnny dude. Carson, right? Right. The PGA Tour last week, uh, the CJ Cup was won by Justin Thomas in Korea at the club at Nine Bridges. Uh, this week, uh, some bigger names are in the field with Tiger Woods currently leading at six under, uh, headed into the second round that is currently suspended in the Zozo Championship at the Acord Golf uh, and Nashashiro. Country Club in uh, Chibia, Japan, which I believe is south of Tokyo. Wow. Um, How do you know that south of Tokyo part? um, The map they showed on the Golf Network. Oh, you actually watched it? Okay. Yeah, so it's actually on currently right now because, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, why is golf on? I get home from work last night. I'm like, oh, the PGA Tour is on. I'm like, it's live. Oh shit! It's Wednesday. Why are they playing? Wednesday? Oh shit! It's Thursday in it's Japan. Thursday in Japan. <laughs> so obviously, uh, it, if it wasn't suspended right now uh, for, I'm assuming weather uh, over there. They're, they're really not saying. It just says suspended. You hit second round on the TV, but it comes up and it was showing. Yes, it does not say live. Does not say live. It was, and it'll it'll pop up and say suspended, and I, uh, but also Tiger Woods was like minus three on like the fourth hole. I'm like, wait a minute, he was minus six last night. Uh, so I'm assuming it's a weather issue because the video that we are watching right now on the Golf Network is way way um, too dry. And here's and Tiger clear. now. And here's Tiger. Um, they actually had the tee times listed. He's supposed to tee up at like seven ten Eastern time tonight. Yeah, see, he's minus four, co-leader on the sixth hole. This is still um, video from last night. Uh, anyway. So we'll see how that goes. A lot of big names in this one. You got Jordan Spieth in this, Justin Thomas. Um, you have uh, Lefty Mickelson's in there. Um, bunch of guys. Uh, a lot of these guys decided that, hey, we need to go play some of these tournaments overseas. Um, because... The, se- the new season did start, mm-hmm. and they need their FedEx Cup points, and they yeah. need to uh, get themselves ready to go. Um, the Hero World Challenge comes up pretty soon in a couple weeks, and um, you know you got that you got that going on. Speaking of golf, did you get out and play any at all? No, I, it's been beautiful weather for golf. Like, I went out last Sunday and played on the bye week. Uh, Steelers bye week. Amanda had a um, event downtown that kept her um she already had it booked that it was paid for and whatnot and it was from 10 to 6 10 a.m to 6 mm-hmm. so i was like uh i will get up as you're leaving and uh i'm gonna go play and she's like all right be good don't be an idiot have fun mm. cool and i put out like some sos's late 
the night uh, on Saturday night went on. Hey, anybody want to go play golf tomorrow? Boom, boom, boom. It's like 70 degrees. It's beautiful. Da, da, da. Um, and I hit up my friends and a lot of guys that I know. And I, I, I know you work Saturdays and your daytime is usually Saturday when you're sleeping and doing stuff around your house and whatnot. And, um, your lovely girlfriend's off work on Saturday. So you have some stuff with her, lunch with her and whatever else. But, um, uh, some of my other friends I hit up, uh, or Sunday you have your family day stuff. So I said, Sunday this, this I past played. weekend I went Saturday was my nephew's fourth birthday party. Uh, so I, I did kind of that on Saturday. Okay. And Sunday, then, Sunday and is then, when I played. Yeah. It's usually your family day stuff. Yeah. And whatnot with your girlfriend and everything. I mean, and then sleeping, you go to your dad's and whatnot. Sleeping is part of an active lifestyle. Right. That's oh, all yeah. I'm going to say about my Sunday. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but I hit a bunch I'm glad of my, you got to get out and play some golf. I hit a bunch of my other friends up, and uh, it's like, hey, you guys want to play? It's Steelers by week. We can go out. We can get on a course. It's it's fall rates. Mm. It's really nice. It's beautiful, dude. And hey, today was another yeah. gorgeous day. I saw Moon Golf Club putting out some tweets. Oh, yeah. And it just, it looks really nice. And uh, and, they, and they sat, to, and they're like, man, they're like, our wives already like scoped the Steelers schedule and we gotta go to fucking tracks farms that's what everyone does on my week you know they're like we gotta go to tracks farms and they're like we gotta go here or this that the other thing and I'm like uh alright well I'm gonna go play golf I'm sorry y'all have seven year olds uh, yeah <laughs> you know tracks farm is fun tracks farms is fun and, and and it was like, a beautiful I... day for it but I'm sure there was probably 30,000 people at tracks farms and you know um, what? That's the thing. Like, I need to grocery shop anyway. I spend a lot of my days off also shopping for, like, produce. Right. Um, I save myself the trip out to Finleyville, okay? <laughs> and I go to, like, Coons on Banksville. And you know what? They got pumpkins there, too. Right. I grew four pumpkins in my yard this year, Steve. I know. I got one that's actually big enough to carve up a little bit. And, you know, those damn bugs, like, it could have been so much better if it wasn't for the damn cursed squash vine borer beetles. Damn them. Damn them, I'm, I'm shaking my fist here, folks. Uh, but yeah, so I ended up going just, I'm like, you know what? I was like, it's fall rates. So I called on the South Park. I'm like, hey, before I come down there, are there leaves all over the course? Because we've been to South Park in the mm-hmm. fall, and it's just smothered in leaves. Yeah, you don't have and any you, of those neon balls. And you can't find your ball. Yeah. Everything else like that. Like, oh, no, there's, leaves, like, leaves in the rough and stuff like that, but uh, the course is pretty clear, wide open. So I get down, I'm by myself, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I was just a single, like, well, we're going to link you up with people. I'm like, that's fine, I expect it, it's South Park. Mm-hmm. Teed off at, like, 11 o'clock. Got done at, like, 4. Yeah. Which, on a weekend at South Park, is pretty solid. Pretty the good. front moved kind of slow, the back moved really well. Mm. And um, they linked me up with three guys that um, were all in, like, one guy was really decent, and the other guys, one was all right, and then the other guy was, like, a little worse than all right, and they all fell in our playing style. I mean, it's golf. You're going to hit some bad shots. You're going to hit some really good shots. Yeah. Um, I believe I shot a uh, 86. Good. I'll take that. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll take that all day long. 86 um, that. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've broken 80 at South Park, but that was, like, in peak playing time. Um, I didn't get to play as much this year as I would have liked. Um, but damn, damn work. Your job thing. You know, uh, my schedule changed. I have to work some day shifts now. So it's like, meh. Because before, I was all working nights. I just go up and play, you know, nine or even 18 real quick at Lebo and yeah. shoot around there and be good. 
But no, there's still some good golf weather left. I mean, my rule is if I can wear shorts, I'll play. Yeah. If I can't wear shorts, I'm out of it. Sorry. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go up and freeze my ass off. I know guys that go up in full, like, winter gear. Mm-hmm. They'll wear two gloves, everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's just not fun to me. Like, being up there when it's 40 degrees and the wind's blowing 30 mile an hour. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. I went, <laughs> I went fishing once up at Lake Erie. Like early in the season, but I, I wasn't prepared. Did you go with Jack? No, I went I went with some of my friends from college. So I'm in I'm in Meadville. I'm about forty minutes from from like Presque yeah, Isle. Right. And it was it was decently nice out that day. You know, and it was like finals, so nobody had class and we're like, let's go fishing, right? So it's like a sunny day and like not all windy in Meadville. Meadville. Not like yeah, yeah. it's Meadville. It's still pretty far up there, but it's yeah. not there's like a snow belt around Edinburgh. Oh yeah. Shit changes. Like oh, yeah, drastically it really, you get past really does. It. We get out to the peninsula and I've got like shorts and like a t shirt and a windbreaker and like my fishing gear. And I, I go out and I throw like three casts and I'm just like not having it. It's like cloudy. And it's windy as hell. Like, we're fishing... My friends are like, we're fishing the lagoons. Like, we're not going to be out on the beach, so we won't be as exposed. Fair enough. Like, we're, it was still pretty windy. And I I, I fished, quote-unquote, for, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes. And then I was like, guys, this fucking sucks. Like, I'm going back to the car. And my I took my friend's emergency blanket from, like, the back of his Cavalier. <laughs> and I, like, laid down on the back seat and went to sleep. Yep. And, and then and then my one buddy caught, caught like, maybe, like, a, like a six-pounder. Like smallmouth and came like running over the parking lot, like tapping on the glass to dude, show. Dude, look at this! I was like, dude, I was sleeping. Yeah, so like, I, there's there's certain sports that like you just don't want to do, and it's cold because you don't do enough like moving around. See, when I go to a Steeler game and it's like December, I dress to be outside for eight hours. If I'm gonna go play golf, like I said, I I. I I have worn pants to play golf. I choose not to. Everyone on TV does it. Well, because it seems like it's it well, it's a rule for them. Right, I know, but they it, have to. It shouldn't feel foreign to me, but it it would seem so wrong <laughs> I to know. play golf in khakis. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I have I, literally never. Well, done the it. golf pants are lightweight. They make it now and whatnot. Yeah, I, mean, I know. But, now they but, are, it, but, but it's like, like back in the day, like yeah. But I'm sitting there. I'm like Jack Nicklaus wasn't like, wearing no moisture wicking. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, you know, if I'm I'm playing golf, I want to be able to wear short. I wear a long sleeve. I wore I played in the golf tournament for the Whiskey Friends, or the, sorry, for the Pittsburgh Craft Beer Society, mm. and um, it was a little chilly in the morning yeah. after the fourth hole. Of, you, you know, the sun's out. You're warmed mm. up. You're good to go. Just bring a hoodie and keep it in the cart. Yeah, I can't. I have you know a long, I, mean? I have a long sleeve pullover with a zipper collar. You yeah. know, uh, but yeah, it's 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 golf. It's fun. I don't care. I'll play whenever um, and uh, whatnot. So we have that going on for us. But in the meantime, I got out on the bike for an hour today. That's good. Mm-hmm. The the pedal bike. Yeah. Cool. Tomorrow's going to be warm enough. I got errands to run, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like scoot my ass up to the hardware store. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt's going to be running around Brooklyn on a scooter tomorrow. You'd be surprised how much you can carry on that thing. Oh, yeah. Well, you got the bag on it and everything? Well, no, I don't have any bags on the bike, but I have a backpack. Oh, yeah. And then you can put a, you can fit, like, a big Audi bag on the step board, like, between your feet. I, 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 I went to pick up some, like, donated grocery items from an Irish store in Oakland. And last year, they only donated, like, like a, a medium-sized gift basket, mm-hmm. okay? It could have fit in my backpack, so I took the scooter. I get there, like, they had, like, 
tripled what they gave us from last year. <laughs> and it, it's like the big the big gift bag that you'd see at Christmas and be like, ooh, what is that? You know? And it was all full of like jellies and jams and tea and like Irish potato chips and shit. And I'm like, how am I gonna get this home on on this scooter? Just plopped it between my knees. Good to go. Went down Heron Avenue, like in them big bends. <laughs> oh golden dude. Going down Heron. You came what'd you do? Come down Big Love? Nah, down uh Melwood. And up the back way with with the speed bumps. Okay, because that's I go all the bike ways. Like I know all the the bike the back ways. Yeah, from biking, you know. Well, yeah, because also when you're on a scooter, you don't want to be on like a highway. So no, and you don't want to be on Bigelow either. Yeah. Okay. I mean, oh, there's a goal score with extra and extra time. So we got two minutes they, left. They is might, that gonna count? Is they, that gonna count though? They look pretty not happy. I don't know. That that's gonna count. I mean, if it's a goal, what you'd be doing is grabbing it out of the back of the net. Running out, plopping it down at midfield. Okay, let's see what we got here. Mm. Yeah, if the foul happened before the the goal, like the ball was struck. I don't know who you call that foul on, though. I don't know either. It looks it looks like a good goal to me. Like Zlatan Ibrahimovic was not offside. Um, you know, the ball's about waist high for him. Like, he can swing his leg like that, just effortlessly. Like, if I tried to pull my foot up parallel to my hips and kick like that, like, I wouldn't be able to walk they waved like, for three days. They no waved, goal. Okay. They waved it. Wish I had the explanation, but it doesn't look like we're going to have a 6-5 overtime playoff final here. Well, we'll see how it goes. But in the meantime, folks, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back and um, talk some baseball, World Series, and whatnot. In the meantime, find out what's going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios here in Beachview, uh, South Hills, Pittsburgh neighborhood. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second segment here at Bold Sports. While we're on break, uh, the L.A. Football Club won. Uh, over top of LA Galaxy, um, after a little bit of controversy, it looked like. Uh, so, I mean, Matt came in. He's like, "Can you put on, uh, you know, uh, the the regular ESPN, the L Traffico?" Because <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching it at home, and it was like, you know, just right when I was ready to shut everything down, work wise, it was like, you know, went it went right into halftime, and I was just like, ping out the door. You're like. Yeah, that's you. You text me and said I'm on my way, and it was right at halftime. I'm like, I know what he's doing. Yeah, uh, yeah you figured me out pretty pretty easily, actually. <laughs> it all it all just lined up the, like perfectly. Like I couldn't have left like a second earlier than I did. Um, you know, had had to feed the cats. You know, had had to find some like socks that like somewhat match. <laughs> oh, who cares about matching socks? I mean, you know. If you wear mismatches today when it doesn't matter, then you've got a mismatch pair tomorrow when, when it might, might matter. Care. When it might matter. You know what I mean? So uh, you've been watching some of this World Series going on here with the uh, Astros Are you and kidding the Nationals. Me? Are you kidding me? How about these Nats, man? They're up 2-0 over top of the Strohs. They lit up Garrett Cole, and then they lit up Strasburg. Game, all right, they didn't light up Garrett Cole. Okay. They got to him. They, they gave got, up a couple yeah. home runs. They got to him. They but didn't he, didn't, him up. he didn't crack and he he still was effective and it was a good game it was like game 1 was like high drama 
um like the the astros needing needing runs in the like seventh eighth and ninth you know and they were they were able to put runs across in like seventh and eighth but not the ninth i mean it was it was a good game game two i mean honestly like i i switched to jimmy fallon at a did point you did you see they, bob pompiani's tweet and it and it was a video of the kids running the bases at PNC Park, and oh, it was just yeah. a line of kids like starting at first base and like just running the bases. No. He said he, his tweet was a video of, like kids running the bases at PNC Park. He says this is must this must be how the Astros felt last night. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was what it was like twelve to two, twelve to three, twelve something. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a big big blowout. Um, you know, Verlander's what? Like, what did, what did I see today? He's the oldest, or no? He's got like the most ever World Series starts without a win. Something like that. Like any any, he's got like six now. He's like zero and six in World Series. I think he's zero and seven. Because he probably he probably pitched three games up in one of those series in Detroit. Yeah, because Detroit went to the series what twice, and he was the guy. He was the guy in Detroit, yeah. so you know he pitched three games if that went to a seven. So say he pitched two one year, two the next year, four, and then he pitched, what, two in the series with the Astros and probably lost. Those. That's six. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just saw it on SportsCenter. I wasn't wasn't really paying attention. Um, might have even had the sound muted. Might have even not been in my house. Um <laughs> Saw a stat, but come I saw across a stat. The I saw a stat, and then Billy was like, "Hey Matt, you need anything for last call?" And I was like, "Whoa, huh? who said that?" Oh yeah, um, but yes, like uh, Verlander, not so great in the World Series. Um, you know, he's been around a while. He's what, like thirty-five now? Probably older than that. Anyway, did not expect to see the Nationals go up two zero. Like I, I actually said, like, you know. I thought that the Nats would have a better chance against the Yankees than they would the Astros, and that yeah. I was very concerned that the Astros were going to sweep. I wasn't concerned the Astros were going to sweep, but I figured it would be a six-gamer. Now, we're only game two. You know, finish that. 2-0 is a big lead in a seven-game series, but it's baseball. Yeah. And it's matchups. It's pitching matchups. It's, mm. it's, it's uh, pitcher-batter matchups. I mean... Now we're going back to this is where Houston would love to have still have Morton or Keuchel. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, well, is it Grinky's pitching? Grinky's been kind of a mess in the playoffs there. Uh, yeah, I he's mean, been, he's been kind of he's been kind of all over the place. Grinky's pitching game three, uh, and on the road, and like he does have a tendency to get kind of shook if things don't go well, right? And like Nats fans are starved for a winner, and and I mean. Really, what what I've really like not to. What be was Debbie... that stat I threw out last week that it was is the first World Series played in DC since 1938, and yeah, and it's the first, and since the Washington Senators disem- disbanded and before we were before our parents were thought of. No, um, my, 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 the, the the first Senators moved to Minnesota in like. The sixties, okay. So and then and then they got an expansion senators, yeah. And they moved like three years later to Arlington and became the Texas Rangers, yeah. And then and the Expos moved on there. So if you consider being the Expos franchise moving to DC, yeah, they this is their first World Series, yeah. Which means, 
I don't know if we got into this last week, but do you know who has the longest World Series drought of all active cities in Major League Baseball? Seattle Mariners. They've never been to a World Series. Okay, but do you know who has like the longest like drought of not winning drought one? since returning? Uh, like the drought, like space between trips to the World Series. The in other words, because for DC it was long. It was like you said, like the 1930s till present day. But the every other team has at least been to like. A World Series in the last forty a years. A World Series in the last forty years, besides the Pirates. Yep. And the and the Mariners, what? Mariners have never, never been to a World. Never Series. been to a World Series ever, so they can't consider it like a drought. Yeah. You know, it's just they haven't been there. Um, wouldn't it be great to someday have like a Pirates Mariners World Series? And it could be like two long droughts. What's going to give? And also, the city's sports fans kind of still hate each other from like 2006 when uh, <laughs> when Mike Holmgren accused the Steelers of like rigging the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know how you can. I I I still I still kind of hate the Seahawks because of that. How can you rig the Super Bowl? We're not the Patriots. No, but like, <laughs> let's be honest. Like the Steelers got some calls. Oh, they totally did. You know, they they got they got a little help. Um, they didn't. This was before the era of like NFL rules expert like popping in and oh, telling yeah. you what you just saw. Dean Blandino. Yeah. So like, this, this, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd be willing to put forward that like that Steelers Seahawks Super Bowl might be a big reason why they do that now. You know, because there was there was so much talk about like that push off in the end zone, for example, and like to have somebody with experience as an official. Not that. I mean, let's let's face it. Like, saying I have experience as an NFL official is not exactly like an inside track to like respectability these days. But like, at least like somebody who like knows something, you know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. Back back to the World Series. Like, I'm I'm all about the Nats because first of all, I'm into tragedies. <laughs> and I think that if the Nats win the World Series, it will just make the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup all the more tragic. Because it'll be like it didn't even need to happen in the first place. Like, they could have just waited a couple years and gotten their sports title in a way that was much less offensive to Penguins fans. Yes. I mean, think <laughs> about it. Like, hey, like so it sucks that Ovi lost in the playoffs again, but, like, I bet you those Nats are going to be pretty good in a couple years. And they would, and at the time, they would have told you, like, hell yeah, bro, we got Harper. You know, well, and, and now, that's the next thing about it. And that's that I the next love. thing about it is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's is, gone. He's playing golf somewhere or sitting on a beach somewhere or whatever. And he he's is, putting on uh, clown makeup like the Joker. It, you right, know, right now. I and bet. and Bryce Harper is, uh, you know, left left the Nats, and the Nats trolled him pretty good on Twitter. Uh, whenever they posting, let's bring this World Series back to DC mm. <laughs> because when he. Had his signing day with Philly. Yeah. He, he made it, I just want to bring a World Series back to D.C. He's like, I'm sorry, Philly. I forget where I was at. <laughs> did you, speak, speaking of trolling, did you see the Did you see the U Darvish tweet today? Or maybe it was last night? I did not. During the game? Okay, so apparently like a year and a half ago, like U Darvish made some, like he was either like slow running the bases or he, he did something like very unathletic on the baseball field because he was doing something that didn't involve pitching. And Justin Verlander tweeted like the video from MLB and was like, you're doing, you're like, you know, you're giving a bad name to pitchers as athletes. Well, like last night Verlander like fell down 
I didn't see the play, but I was watching him pitch, and I was like, why has he got grass stains on his, like, ass and his, like, shoulder blade? And apparently it's because he fell down, and you, Darvish, like, basically sent the same exact text with the, the new video that said, like, the same exact thing about, like, you're doing, like, a poor service of representing pitchers as athletes. <laughs> and it was the best. Like, that's such good advice to anybody like you know especially in these online times in which we live like you know sometimes revenge is best served cold you know don't don't clap back immediately just just bide your time and wait for that person you know to get grass stains all over their ass yeah i i've come to realize that i've hated i i really hate like the changes that are going on in this world at times um but don't say but yeah I, i i really do um just some the random bullshit that's happened in this city the last couple of days, um, you know we're not political show or nothing like that. But I get out of the trolley at Wood Street and there's a bunch of protesters marching down Liberty Avenue, and I got to cross Liberty Avenue to go catch the bus that I need to go catch so I can go to work. And I just like walk through the middle of the protest like, what are you doing? You can't walk. I'm like, fuck you, people. I gotta I gotta get to work. Get out of my way. <laughs> like. You know, right? You can't, we're we're shutting this corner down. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm gonna walk right through it. Like I don't give a shit. Um, so what if you don't like the guy that's in charge of the country right now is in town? Mm-hmm. Not my fault. Uh, <laughs> you know, here nor there. But yeah, I it's just uh, you know, baseball's evolving. All the sports are evolving, um, and whatnot. Uh, other than the World Series that's been going on, which um, Game three will be tomorrow back in D.C. Pitchers have to bat. Um, you know, so, I mean. Thank God. At least at least somebody still believes in tradition, right? <laughs> Good old National League. You know, countries, countries going to hell in a handbasket, but at least half the teams have pitchers bat every night when they're at home. <laughs> that is true. As long as they're not playing in an AL stadium. You are Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm shedding a tear right now, and I'm, I'm actually... I might not let on, but I'm actually hearing the Star Spangled Banner in my head while I'm talking. <laughs> that's good. That is good. So some other you know news... that's going out the door too, right? Oh, what the the, the, the DH is coming to the National League I... next CBA? Oh, probably. It's an I... extra roster spot. Yeah, on every team in the National League, and you know, I just don't. I don't think fans want to see it. And they they'll, they'll 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 treat it like well they'll get rid of some of the pitching changes. You won't you won't have to pinch hit for your pitcher who you don't want in the game anymore anyway because he's thrown seventy five pitches. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Man. I, it's just gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Well, and then there's the the whole ban the DH thing where where both they want both leagues to have pitchers back. You know, that's never going to happen. That's never going to that's happen. That's like Bob. That's just Bob Walk's shtick. It's <laughs> well, not really. That, it's I mean, not that's, that's where it comes from. That's Bob Walk is as serious about ban the DH as he is about Cat Knight. Okay, <laughs> and those are his two fav- my two favorite Bob Walk bits. Like, I'm not trying to like hasten his departure, but I really liked how for Steve Blass. Like they filled the broadcast booth with like a bunch of signs, like hand drawn signs of all of his sayings. Yeah. And I'm I'm so ready. I have like so many Bob Walk submissions up my sleeve right now. Sign store. Cat night. Ban the DH. I mean Remember that time he fell down? <laughs> I, 
reminiscing the, about giving up home runs as an Atlanta Brave. <laughs> I mean, there, there's the... Uh, there, Bob Watt never played for Atlanta, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. One year? Yeah. Okay. He played with Dale Murphy. He always talks about... He loves Dale Murphy. He was one of the best, best like... Teammates he ever saw. All right, that's probably it was yeah. probably like the last year in his league, or, in the last year or something. No, 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 it was early. It was early in his career, like between Philly and the Pirates. Oh, he was like in Atlanta for a year. He was on the he was on the year that they had the like lowercase a, and like the powder blue. Oh, yeah. There's, okay. there's a baseball card out there. He looks completely different. Like he like, still have that dirty mustache. Yeah, of course. All right, as long as he had the dirty mustache. You know, I mean, he shaved that off after he quit playing. So, I mean, thank God he never played for the Yankees. <laughs> he would never be allowed to have one. Yeah, uh, at least in the Steinbrenner era. Milwaukee. So, how about how do you feel about speaking of the Phillies and um, Bryce Harper being sad? Um, they hired Joe Girardi today. Yes, um, I think that's a good move. For Obviously, them. any anybody you can get. You. I mean, we're the pirates here, so we're looking at like a different. We're, we're we need a manager as we well. We need a manager, and we're we, looking at like you said last week that you thought Girardi would be the best possible hire, and I was just like, they're not going to pay Joe. They're not going to pay him. I mean, he would be the best possible hire. And then here's the other one that shot me. They how about this? David Ross, man. David Ross going to go manage the Cubs. That's another guy we could have got, right? Okay, so but David he's Ross, beloved in Chicago. Well, yeah, because he brought a World Series championship. To he's them. beloved there. But, now, he played like, here before he played there, and well, and he played in Boston. And he's beloved there. He's you know he has that two, job's not up for grabs right now. No, it's not. He has what two World Series championships in Boston? Uh, at least he's got at least one. Yeah, I don't know. Dave David Ross seems cool. Um, I like I liked his when they. When he played for the Pirates, they used you know how they used to have the players like draw your like portrait, and they would show it on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Not your portrait, like the players would draw self portraits, and they would post it on the scoreboard when they were coming up to bat. And I just remember David Ross. Well, they updated his Wikipedia. His little to his, David Ross's little like avatar that he drew for himself. Like he he had like bloodshot eyes. <laughs> he looked kind of nuts. And I always I always respected him after that. Like that he was, was before he, he even, only like, played for the World Pirates Series. for half a year. But he, I loved him when he played for us. He was a yeah. He, well, he was a trade bait guy. Yeah. Um, Dodgers was o two to o four. Pirates o five. Then he went to San Diego in o five. Reds in o six to o eight. Red Sox o eight. Uh, Braves o nine to twelve. Red Sox thirteen and fourteen. And Cubs fifteen sixteen. Two time World Series champion. Two thousand thirteen with the Red Sox and two thousand sixteen with the Cubs. University of Florida guy, College World Series, and he participated in two College World Series. Um, you know, now he is named uh, manager of the Chicago Cubs, and of course he's beloved in Chicago because he brought them a World Series championship team for the first time in a hundred and how many years? Um, hundred and eight. Uh, it's a hundred and something. Yeah. Wait, was it was it nineteen oh three or nineteen oh eight? I think it was. I think it was 100 years, exactly. Or 101, something like that. Here yeah. or there. They but, won in 2016. Yeah, with David Ross. He's one, another one of those guys that doesn't have any managerial experience. He left as a player and went to work for ESPN as an analyst. Yeah, he doesn't even have, like, batting coach. He doesn't even... No, he has... He's, or bench no, coach. No, bench coach, or batting like coach. Or, like, minor league roving scout, instructor. None of that. Scout, none, none of that. He's, they're bringing him off and be like, you're now the manager. Same thing kind of happened with Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny was a hell of a fucking player. Yeah, and Mike Matheny wrote a book 
about like how smart of a manager he is and where's he now? Uh, I don't think he's anywhere. He's not. He's not. Uh, another thing was, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Joe Girardi was one of those guys that he was catcher and so forth. And, and I mean, you find out that catchers really make some pretty good managers. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they, they got the whole game in front of them. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're involved in the pitching game. Joe Girardi at least was a bench coach and he at least had some minor league experience and he was mm. a bench coach and so forth. Don Mattingly, look at Don Mattingly. I mean, Don Mattingly, he's, he's now down with, uh, uh, uh the Marlins, right? And he, uh, you know, he managed a couple, but he managed, uh, with the Dodgers and he managed with, he, he managed Dodgers for sure. Uh, and now with the Marlins, but he had some time, you know, uh, in the minors and so forth. And also being a bench coach and stuff like that. But David Ross is just coming straight out of, out the gate. Like, here you go. Yeah. We'll see. Like, it makes sense for the Cubs. It does make it sense. Does, for the it Cubs. wouldn't make sense for any other team, I don't think, to hire David Ross as manager. But you know what? Again, like the Cubs are one of these, like you know. Well, he's got Theo Epstein as his fucking GM. Yeah, and so, so he's got... Theo Epstein knows David Ross from two different teams. Yeah, that's between, I mean, you know, the Cubs and the Red Sox. That, that's a good point. Like I wasn't thinking of that angle. I was thinking more along the lines of you know analytics. Oh yeah, you know the the Cubs are gonna like make sure that David Ross has the best team that they can possibly get him. They're not they're not going to ask him to go out there on a shoestring budget and try to like win the National League Central. Right. Um cuz they're they're going to like actually spend money on players that that they think are going to be good and they're going to maybe even do some stuff in free agency. I mean, who knows? Free agency hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. Um they'll probably have a higher payroll than the Pirates. I'm assuming the Pirates will have a manager. It might be Stubby Clap. Right? Um, it might not. Um, you know, I, I feel like... You know we, what? We already had a news cycle of, like, making fun of Stubby Clap. Um, great what? baseball name. Hey, you know what? Go fucking hire Jason Kendall. What I the don't hell? Think, I don't think they even interviewed him. Well, I mean, he threw his own name in the hat. He threw his name in the hat, but he didn't get pulled. You know, um, they didn't even say who they all interviewed. And honestly, with the big changes in the Pirates coming up, uh, in the meantime, though, before I get into the change in the Pirates coming up, um, Joe Madden, former Cubs manager, yeah. he's now out in uh, L.A. with the Angels. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, But he started his coaching career with the Angels. He actually played with the Angels. Okay. So he's kind of going back home. Yeah. He's uh, an quote-unquote Angels guy. Yeah. Um, you know. He's from Pennsylvania, though, you know. Right. So it's not home-home. It's not home-home. But, I mean, he's... You know, he he played with the Angels. He started his he started his coaching career with the Angels. He talks to Angels. He talks to Angels. They call him out by his name. Yeah, he, he's got a you know, you know, his name's Al. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so um, so you have that going on. But yeah, with the Pirates. So um, Frank Coonley, Pirates president, uh, fired ass. Former Pirates president. Well, he's not fired. He didn't get fired. He left to go back to uh, MLB front commissioner front office within the commissioner's office, which is where he came from to begin with. So he he left. <coughs> I I've seen reports he was fired. I've seen reports he's left. I don't know who to believe on that one. Um, but in the meantime, though, the Pirates went ahead and said, "Hmm, 
People have been talking about this shit for years. Why don't we get somebody from the Penguins organization? So, Travis Williams, he's a former Penguins COO to replace Frank Cooley. Um, now, the Penguins loved Travis Williams, and he left on his own accord to a position with the Winnipeg Jets. But, like, what is his, like... Area of expertise. Money. Money. Okay. So... He's a cap guy. Okay. He's the guy that, like, the Steelers have. I can't remember what the hell's his name. Mm. He He's he's a money guy. He's he's the guy that is like, this is what we got. This is what we can do. This is how we can do it. He's he's that guy. He, he's a money guy. His his expertise for the Penguins as COO was, was keeping everything... Uh, legit. So the Pirates don't have a salary cap, though. I mean, they have a self-imposed salary cap. Right. But they don't... Theoretically, Major League Baseball does not have a salary cap. They can go out and spend $280 million tomorrow if they wanted to. But it needs to be, like, worthwhile. Or else they're going to pay luxury tax money and not get any any return on their investment. I just... I guess I just don't understand what Frank Coonley ever did. Other than, like, be kind of like the buffer between Nutting and Huntington. Mm-hmm. Um, so now this guy, they're thinking he's going to be that guy that, you know, Nutting is going to be like, all right, um, you're new. Um, you're here. You're the president of operation. Uh, go fire people. Yeah. So he could be the guy to fire Huntington and not Nutting. Hun- they're doing it all screwed up though because Huntington just... fired Hurdle, and then the trickle down effect fired Searage, and I don't know if uh, Correa is still going to be there or not, or, or sorry, Joey Cora, yeah, is still going to be there or not. I, I, you know, there's a couple other guys that their heads rolled out of that organization. So now you got Coonley. I don't know. Reports he got fired. Reports he stepped down and went back to whatever. So now you got this new guy coming in, Travis Williams, and he's the president. And now you can have Huntington be like, "All right, so now you're the bad guy, and go fire everybody and do this how you want to do it." So he's going to be the guy that if he fires Huntington, Huntington, as soon as this guy got hired, Huntington should have been like, "Ah, fuck." Yeah. Because who's to say? But here's the timeline right now. Like they need a manager soon. Um, yeah, they they're, do. They're going to have to hire a manager before they can fire and hire a new general manager. I think you you fire your GM and go get a GM if you have one of mine, and then you bring in a manager. But they but they should have already been like doing a manager search. They have been. So this guy can come in and be like, no, nope, none of these guys, and go pull somebody. It just seems kind of backwards. It seems like... Uh, it is. I'm okay. not saying it isn't. Okay. I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to argue like, the fact that I don't that need you to explain what's backwards. happening to me. Like, I'm, I, I understand the facts. I just don't understand, like, the, the I don't reason understand behind the, them. The, like, I don't understand what, what is. What are they thinking? I guess that's like... A, they're the pirates. We they don't are know what the they're thinking. Yar, they're thinking yar. That's what pirates think, apparently. Right. Um, other than that, I have no idea. But typically, you think that the GM's going to want his own manager. Like, you're absolutely right. And they don't have a manager right now, but they do have a GM. But now they've hired a new president who who may 
fire the GM and replace the GM with his own guy. And, like, he better do it fast or they're going to end up with a manager that nobody wants. Right. And then they're going to find themselves, like, three years down the road. Maybe more. I mean, if they have a couple good seasons. How long did John Russell last here? See, three, four years? Something like that. Three years, maybe? Yeah. Um, Gene Lamont was a couple years. Lloyd McClendon was a couple years. I mean, those guys came from within. They did come from within. Like, Gene Lamont went to Chicago. And actually had some decent teams, and then and then came back. Isn't that what happened? Or no, he was right after Leland. He was right after Leland. Yeah, so and he then, went, and, he, and then he went to Chicago. No, and then he went to Detroit with Leland again. Yeah, but Gene Lamont managed the White Sox. He did. He was did that before he managed the Pirates or after? Want to say it was before. Okay, so like then that that is my point that he had managerial experience and was right. also like a Pirates like. Long timer, not not a lifer, but like right. close. Like Somebody's nowadays, like, Jeff Bannister would be that guy. Yeah, Jeff Bannister is that guy right now. Um, somebody even said uh, <laughs> Steve Blass is out of work. <laughs> you did you him? see? Did you see he was on the news? <laughs> well, for what now? I swear to God, like a week after he retired, Channel Eleven did a story about like how the city's going to put speed bumps on Grandview Avenue. And they sent a reporter up to Grandview Avenue to just, like, talk to people, like, who happen to be walking down the street. <laughs> like people, Steve Blast. People who walk- live up there who happen to be walking around. And it just so happened that, like, Steve Blast was, like, out walking with his wife. <laughs> so I, I put on, like, the 530 news. And I was like, Steve Blast, I thought you retired, buddy. And then I realized they weren't talking about the pirates. They were talking about, like, all the, jag- all the jag-offs on, on Grandview Avenue. Ah, oh, Jesus fucks. Ah, oh, man. He sounds just as he sounds just as articulate and astute, talking about you know traffic patterns See, on Grandview Avenue as as he does talking about you know so pitching. Have you met Steve Bus ever? Never. Okay, I met him one time. I, I think I met him twice, uh, but one time I specifically remember is uh, we were at the the Big Giant Eagle in Robinson. Okay, and he was shopping. I mean, I did meet him once because he signed a ball for me at, at like Pirate Fest. But okay, it wasn't like a genuine encounter yeah. in the wild, so he, he, to speak. Yeah, he's yeah. walking through, he's walking through Giant Eagle with a shopping cart with his wife, and I'm like, "Oh shit, Steve Blass!" He's like, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Steve Blass." I'm like, "Hey, I'm Steve Riddle." He's like, "Cool," <laughs> and then it's like. I was like, awesome, good to meet you. I was like, how's it going? He goes, oh, you know, just shopping, you know, doing, doing what you gotta do. And, um, he said, he goes, hey, he goes, hold on a second. And he, and he looks at his wife, he says, give me one of those out of, the, out of your purse. And he pulls out a Sharpie and one of his big, the 5x7 playing, the 5x7 cards that they had back in the day. And yeah. He, he signed, goes, here you go, nice to meet you. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I was like, nice. I, I was like, can, can I see that ring on your finger? He's like, yeah, sure. He pulls off his ring. I put his ring on my finger. I'm like, it fits. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to need that back. I'm like, cool. <laughs> snap a picture. Snap a picture of me and Steve Blass. And I'm like, nice. Nice to meet you, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have a, my, my, a friend of a friend. As we were at a function earlier in, like, in April. And she was talking about how much she loves Steve Blass. Apparently, like, she's met him several times. And the most random encounter was, like, she was hiking with, like, some friends at, like, Ohio Pile. 
and just happened upon Steve Blass like hiking through the woods. So he gets around, man. Right? That's awesome. Uh, the last time I met Kent DeColvey, I didn't even recognize it for a minute. Mm. I'm sitting there. He was in the restaurant I was working at, and I'm waiting on him. And I look at him, I'm like, excuse me, sir. I was like, did you happen to pitch for the Pirates for a long time? He's like, I did. I'm like, no, you... but what I really want to talk about is my time as general manager of the Washington Wild Things. I was like, <laughs> I was like, awesome. I was like, Mr. DeColvey, it's good to meet you again. I was like, I didn't recognize you right away. I was like, you're looking very good, sir. Because yeah. he lost all the weight. After his After heart surgery, surgery yeah. and everything. He lost all the weight, and I'm like... It took me a minute to recognize you. I was like, you're looking very good. I was like, keep up the good work. We want to keep you around a while. Yeah. And it was the year after he retired from uh, post-game and all mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, yeah, he, he, uh, he, he looks. He popped up on the Fiori's uh, Twitter feed not not so recently, but like af- after his surgery. Um, I, th- I think he's probably like buddies with Fiori. Um, probably. They, they probably go way back. Um but people were like, why are you eating Fiori's, man? Like, think of your heart. And I'm like, what's the point of, like, living, man? If you can't, if you eat can't have Fiori's. Like, I mean, maybe he ate a salad at that visit. I don't know. You know, maybe he just played pinball and then, like, drove home. I don't know. But you know what? Like, a meatball? A meatball's not going to kill anybody. Yeah. It's mostly protein. Uh, Do you think he grabbed his pizza from Fiori? And then went next door to Slicks and had a couple $3 beers and shot some pool and ate his pizza. I mean, if he's smart, <laughs> he would have gotten shots at Slicks because I've, I've heard. I, I, was just, I was just talking to somebody the other night. They, they pour a little heavy handed. They pour a little heavy. They pour yeah. a little heavy and, um, and, and they're not too expensive. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've stopped in Slicks a few times and had a Fury's pizza and then we walk next door. We, you know, we go into Slicks. My buddy orders two beers. I go order the pizza. I come back, have a couple beers. I go back in 20 minutes, pick up the pizza, walk yeah. back, we eat the pizza, and a couple $3 beers and a couple $4 jacks. And mm. and you never know who you're going to run into at Fiori's. <laughs> no, nothing like nothing like drinking nothing like drinking two triple shots of Jack Whew. and then going to pick up a pizza and running into like, Mario. I don't know, like Bob O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Late, great Mario, Mario. And... Um, the Stanley Cup was there like oh. twenty minutes before me one day. Uh... The place was still buzzing. People, oh, people were still like driving in, fanning themselves. And I walked in. I'm like, what? It's just a pizza, and and you know what I mean. And, and, well, and, and somebody's like, the Stanley Cup was just here. Well, Louis... and I was like, come to think of it, when I called to order this, Bob, like people were kind of, like, freaking out. Like, it sounded loud, you know? Like, I was thinking, like, well, maybe, like, a Little League team showed well, up or something. Uh, well, L- Luigi's Pizza, where I grew up. Yeah. Uh, and Luigi just retired, and after 41 years... I remember that. You and Amanda, uh, like... Yeah, get, we we yeah, went over for our last there. pizzas. Okay, yeah. uh, but the Stanley Cup used to show up at Luigi's Pizza in Bellevue, too. Yeah. Uh, whenever uh, that was around. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, we're going to go ahead and finish this segment about baseball and whatnot, and we're going to come back uh, after these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. And speaking of those guys, don't forget about the perfect pepperoni pizza from Slice on Broadway, because that is a delicious pizza as well, and it is completely different than Fiori's. Also, the Green Monster. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get a Green Monster at Fiori's. Like, they're not not like a spinach kind of on the pizza kind of place. But the Green Monster, 
you know, it's like a white pizza, really good. I've I've had other I've had other white pizzas like they're not as good as this, and it's uh you know in keeping with baseball season. Like order one before it's too late. I know the socks aren't in it anymore, but right. It's Socks iconic. Make it this year, but well, next year they'll win it next year. The awesome. Lamb thing probably. That's how they roll. They do. All right, folks. We'll be right back after these few messages. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. We're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports, episode 101. We'll call this the Gary Anderson episode because he was number one for ever. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a kicker. I think he... Uh, he was the Steelers' highest scorer for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I want to say Jeff Reed took that over. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, kickers, he was automatic. Kicker, well, you know what? The last two years that he was around, though, he fell off the bus. And then he went to Minnesota. and well, Then he had that field goal stuff in Minnesota. <clears throat> That's, you know, I Gary Anderson is like a pleasant memory. For Steeler oh, fans. He's a very pleasant memory. But he, you say, he you say all... Gary Anderson in Minnesota. Oh, they, they you know, want to It's you... like Scott Norwood yeah. or Francisco yeah. Cabrera. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you say Gary Anderson in Minnesota. They want to throw you back to Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, and Gary Anderson in Pittsburgh. He toured all the schools. Yeah. He was a little South African guy. He was a short little dude. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember him making a tackle ever having to. I don't think he ever had to. <laughs> I mean... It was what I had the I had it up here earlier. It was what 1980, 1982 to nineteen ninety four. So I mean that's a long run um, to be a kicker. A lot of extra points, a lot of field goals. Great dude, uh, you know. I'm sure he's still around somewhere. I mean, I want to say he was old when we were young, but then yeah. again, he was in his twenties when we were in our like early years. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA started tonight. Um, the one news I saw come across my feed is uh, Zion Williamson's out six to eight weeks with a fucking uh, meniscus scope. Yeah. So, uh, how is this gonna be a Greg Oden situation? I, you know, <laughs> I hope not. Um, he does have the kind of build that it's like really hard on your your knees and your ankles, right? You know, he's he's got a lot of, I mean, he's a big guy, but he's also nimble, you know? So, like, when he's cutting and, and you know, planting and jumping, like, that's, 19 all, years old. that's all on his knees. He's 19 years 19 old. 19 years old. Um, I, I don't think this is a Greg Oden situation. Like, I think I think he'll be back. Um, you know, it, it sucks because, like, he's, like, the, the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um... You know, he was looking good in preseason. Yeah, he did. With, with, hey, with no, some of those no-look passes, yeah. some of those dunks. Some, even his outside shooting wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, Zion Williams is more of a drive-the-hole guy. Yeah. Um, but his outside shooting pull-up jumpers, they look good. And then, of course, you know, some of those alley-oops and those no-look passes that he had were just, damn. Like, I mean, I'm, good job. I am glad that basketball is back. Um, I, I, I mean, like, cause I'm accepting, I'm accepting the fact that like, I wasn't going to see a lot of Pelicans games anyway. Yeah. Um, we're not going to, you know, um, 
but that's just really bad news for that franchise. It is, especially um, after AD. The best thing you can hope for is for just him to heal up and get healthy. You know, six to eight weeks, like, it seems like a long time, but it's, you know, it's a it long bas- season. Yeah, basketball's like hockey. They're only playing one to two games a week. Yeah. I mean, I think basketball plays maybe two games a week. So he might miss, like, 12 to 16 games. Maybe max. high end, like, 18 games. Yeah, max. Um, he might on, miss a quarter season yeah. the most. Yeah, and you know what? Like, if he's, like, a young guy with, like, injuries, then, like, I mean, it's a little optimistic to say playoff run, but he's still got, you know, three quarters of a season that he can play if he's healthy. And he can he can do a lot to, you know, get, get himself into that rookie of the year conversation. Um, but yeah, like I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed for him, but it doesn't really affect my viewership at all because you look at what the, like, marquee games are right now like we're looking at highlights of like milwaukee houston right okay houston houston's got westbrook now alongside james harden like reunited from the uh you know former oklahoma city days Mm -hmm. and um you know like the bucks are the bucks i mean they're favorites in the east so like you're gonna you're gonna be hearing about houston and milwaukee we're looking at this look at this score 141 122 oh wow 141, 122, Clippers, Clippers the over the Warriors. Clippers are good. Well, Lakers well the Clippers have, um, have uh, from Toronto last year. Um, shit. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. yes. So, uh, yeah, 141, 122. Mm. Holy shit, that's a score. Yeah. I, I, I'm guaranteeing you that took the over. I mean, <laughs> I think. I, I think, didn't even see what that game was previously. We might see records fall this year. Like, basketball is, especially the NBA, is just getting more and more about three-pointers or, like, dunks. Like, it's not it's not about mid-range game. Well, you and, got Clay Thompson got, might be out for the season, Clay though. Thompson might be out for the season. And, and, he's a, and he's an outside shot. Well, right, but, like, the Warriors still managed to score 122 points without him. Yeah. Okay, like, granted, they lost. Um, now... Has Golden State played a game yet? This is like their second game, I think. Yeah. I know the Clippers already beat, they beat the Lakers on opening night. Um, but, you know, the Lakers figure to be better. The, the, the stat that jumped out about that Clippers-Lakers game was that the, uh, the benches, like the Clippers bench outscored the Lakers bench like 60-something to like 9. Um, wow. Clippers are so- a lot deeper. Like, Lakers have LeBron... And they have Anthony Davis. Yeah, AD. Maybe they don't have a lot of depth. I don't know. Um, in the East, you know, I'm like the Nets are going to be better because they got Kyrie Irving. Um, Knicks are still like worth paying attention to, even if they're bad, because it's just a circus. Um, <laughs> you know, you got the Celtics. You got the Sixers. Are kind of like this is like a make or break year for them. Now. Yeah. The, the, um, if it if this team for the Sixers doesn't go the way it should. With Ben Simmons and uh, all those guys out yeah, there, man. they're gonna Joel Embiid. They're, they're gonna just blow that team up. I'm sure. It's like, Probably. hey, you guys couldn't do it, or at least fire the coach. Because I mean, it's, it's easier to fire a coach than to blow up a whole team. It is. Um, and we still have uh, what's his name out there in Philly, right? Um, McConnell, yeah, TJ McConnell, yeah, TJ McConnell. So, yeah, he's still out there in Philly. Yeah, he's I mean, uh, he's he's the official NBA player of Chartier's Valley area. Yeah. And also Pittsburgh generally, but yes, he is. Uh, 
Well, yeah, it's just one player's call. If that's the only reason you tune into an NBA game all year, like, you're going to see a good team around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's back. It's it's a fun diversion, and it's... Uh, and it gives you something to do midweek. Yeah. You know, this is a great time of year. I think uh, tomorrow night is... You have all four major sports playing? Is that the sports equinox? That yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so tomorrow night, well, you have more than all four major. You have, yeah, Baseball World Series, Game 3 tomorrow. Uh, oh, no, it was tonight. No, because there was no baseball. No, tonight. baseball night. Or is it... I don't think it's tomorrow either. It's coming I up. Think th- I think it's NFL is the football that they're looking for. I think it's, is it Sunday or Monday? We have World Series. World Series might not go until Sunday. World Series might be over before Sunday. I think the commercial I saw from, like, the 27th, right? Yeah, it's Sunday is the day that, that they're saying is going to be, like, all all four sports yeah. in, in alignment. But the World Series might be over. It could be if the they Nats, sweep. If the, if the Nats, Nats sweep. If the Nats sweep. Because they play back-to-back, right? They'll play Saturday and... No, 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 they'll play Sunday. No, I looked at the schedule. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So okay. if, they, if they sweep, it's over Saturday night. Right. So, yeah, I mean, th- there is a chance that you could have all four major on one day. Um, what if they don't? They, they've been, like, pushing that hard. I know. I didn't see the ad. I, I just saw it last night for the first time, and Julia was like, what, you never seen that? And I was just like, no, that's kind of brilliant. Uh, yeah, um, it's never happened. I don't think it's so ever what, happened. what was the deal? Like, they're just going to have all kinds of parlays? Oh, shit ton of parlays. Like, yeah, yeah. But there's, like, a contest that you can enter where you don't even have to, like, put money up. Yeah, it, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but but it's like, but it would be the first time that all four majors play on one day, uh, which would be your NBA, your uh, NHL, your MLB, and your NFL. Um, Why doesn't it happen more often? I mean, because of the schedules and the days, this just, stuff happens. I mean, there's a chance, like the NBA. Well, just also started. baseball is usually over by now, until no. the last few years. No, baseball usually goes until. Okay, if you want to go like old school, yeah. Old school, yeah. That's but, why. But baseball in my lifetime has always gone until like around Halloween. Sometimes even into November. Well, yeah, it's gone into November. It has. Um, now I know there's that one magical weekend a year in Pittsburgh that it ends up being the third weekend this year. September was late, so it was mm-hmm. the fourth weekend. What? Where it's Pirates game? Uh, where you had uh, Pirates game on Friday night, pit football Saturday. Penguins preseason Saturday night, Steelers on Sunday. Yeah. This year it lined up where it was Pirates Friday night, um, Pit Football Saturday, Penguins Saturday night, Steelers Monday. Mm. Um, but that's how it lined up this year. But do you have that one magical weekend of Pittsburgh where you can just go blow a lot of money on tickets and beers? Would have been baller ass if like the Riverhounds could have scheduled their game for Sunday that weekend. Um, they were away. <sighs> They were away because the Riverhounds were on the road the last three weeks of the season. Come on, USL. Next, next I think the USL, like, if they got to jerk around, like, Birmingham or freaking Memphis to, like, make it so that the Riverhounds are playing in, in the, like, you know, the Pittsburgh Sports Equinox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, they need to make it happen next year. Yeah. Well, speaking Go, of... like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Well, let's speak about some Pittsburgh sports right quick. We're going to talk about pit football. Uh, they played last Friday night. They played against Syracuse. They won twenty-seven to twenty. 
up in the Carrier Dome, up in Syracuse. Uh, Pitt looked good all the way through, and then Pitt does what Pitt does. They let up some points late. Yeah. Um, you know, Pitt was ahead that whole game. Fourth quarter, they're up uh, 20, they were up 20 to 12. Mm-hmm. And then they let up, you know, a couple scores. They got the touchdown. They end up winning 27-20. Cool. Pitt win. A win's a win. Um, you know, a lot of people are picking uh, Pitt to just run out the season. Uh, the games they have come up, Miami is coming into Pittsburgh Saturday. Um, homecoming. Uh, 12 o'clock start uh, there. And then you have Georgia T- They go to Georgia Tech. UNC comes here. They go to VT. And then Boston College comes here. I don't know. I- I- I'm optimist. I'm like, yeah, sure. They can win that out. Miami is always tough. Doesn't matter yeah. what Miami's doing. Miami's always tough. Georgia Tech, eh, they haven't been great. But they can cause problems. They can cause problems. Now, UNC Pitt, can I, cause problems. Pitt right now is, um, they're, they're on pace to like set some kind of sack record. They are. And years when they're, when, when they have problems with Virginia Tech, it's because of the option mm-hmm. that Virginia Tech historically runs. So you would think with a team that's like so good at putting pressure that they're going to be able to blow up a lot of those option plays that they're going to be able to take away the like threat of the fake like fullback handoff um you know and and it's going to force you know any option team to you know run outside i mean who knows it's just kind of like a like what what's the word i'm looking for like a it's like a standoff you know what i mean like nobody seems to want this thing but they're all they're all they've all got at least like one gun on everybody else and like something's gonna have to give at some point. Somebody's gonna have to win that coastal division, and you know someone's gonna get to go and bear the hopes of the nation as they valiantly lose by forty points to Clemson. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. I don't know. Um, Virginia's pretty good. I mean, they beat Pitt, but it wasn't like a total blowout. And Virginia now has two losses. Yeah. So, we need Virginia to have one more loss. And they play, uh, I'd look at Virginia's schedule, but they have another loss on their schedule. Uh, they play like a high-ranked team coming up. Yeah. Uh, which is good for Pitt. Like, with, uh, it, was, it was Miami. Miami beat Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they were like... That's really good for Pitt. So then you had West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia uh, took a loss to Iowa State uh, at home in Morgantown. Then they had to go to Oklahoma, which we talked about last week. And uh, this was weird. And it also was ridiculous that it actually happened. Um, Oklahoma's number five in the country. West Virginia went to uh, Oklahoma. And uh, Oklahoma was a 36-point Favorite. Okay. Sorry, not 36. Um, 26. Okay. 26 point favorite. Still pretty strong. Still pretty strong. The final score of that was 52 to 14. Okay. Uh, West Virginia, I mean, Oklahoma's sitting out there with um, uh, 
what's his name from uh, transfer Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Hurts. So <clears throat> he kind of ran all up and down, all over top of those guys. I watched the first quarter of that game, and when it was twenty-one nothing in the first ten minutes, I'm like, yeah, let's switch over to something else. And I think I switched over to like Pawn Stars. Because uh, there was no other good early afternoon game on at that point in time. All the good games were on late night. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the late night games that were on. Uh, but that was West Virginia is just they're 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 in a they're in a rebuilding area. And, and we've talked about this before. College football, you got five year period. Mm-hmm. If you're a new coach, you got five years. You know. Um, but you know these guys. They graduate. They can't just sign them to another contract. Um, so you, you get new recruits in and hopefully build your talent. Uh, and a lot of schools get better talent than other schools do. Yeah. Uh, did you watch uh, any of that Penn State game, though, at all? Some. Um, um, it's a tough sell when it's on against baseball. Right. And, you know, I'm keeping an eye on the score. Certainly, if 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 the game had been closer, I would have watched more. Um you know, it's a great atmosphere with the whiteout and, and the night games in Happy Valley. That um, game was tighter than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Michigan came in at number, um, they were number 16. They dropped to number 19. Uh, Penn State is at number 6 in the country. And that final score was 28-21. And again, Penn State still showed some of their weaknesses right. in that. Um, Michigan was able to move the ball. Um downfield uh, and using their tight ends and so forth. And also uh, Penn State's defense took a lot of stupid penalties. Mm. Um, you, know, it, you know, Penn State won. They get the win. Penn State this week goes to Michigan State up to Lansing. Yeah. And um, Michigan State battle for the Land Grant Trophy. The Land Grant Trophy is in effect this week uh, and so forth. Uh, now, Michigan is still in the top 25. They have one loss. They're not going to make the top four. They'll still get a, probably a, you know, what's the Big Ten typically gets, what, Citrus Bowl, Outback Bowl, something like that. Yeah. That's what they're looking at right now. But Michigan has uh, an undefeated opponent this week coming up, which is uh, Notre Dame. Yes. And it's in the big house. Yeah. And Notre Dame has not showed they've won. They're undefeated. They've won. But they're they... not undefeated. They lost to Georgia. Oh, sorry. They lost to Georgia. Um, but other than that, they're undefeated. Sorry. You are correct. They lost to Georgia, which Georgia at the time was a top three team, which yeah. Georgia lost to South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> and then didn't South Carolina just beat last weekend? Did they beat Florida? No. Because I was they watching, got screwed. I was watching some they of that game. They got screwed bad. I flipped actually. Yeah. I flipped actually from the West Virginia game. Yeah, they collapsed. To the Florida South Carolina game, they and then I had to leave. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to point out when they're on anymore. Okay. Because whenever I say, "Hey, why don't we put on the Gamecocks?" Like they're winning. Like once I change the channel, that ceases to be the case. To be fair, like. It was more than one touchdown lead that they had when I turned the game on. But one of those touchdowns that Florida scored was complete bullshit. There was a missed call. Um, you know, Gamecocks coach Will Muschamp ended up getting, like, a 15-yard flag for unsportsmanlike. 
and had to be held back from the sideline by his assistants because it was a, just a bad call. Um, wasn't the only play in the game that had decided the outcome, but you hate to see it. But yeah. anyway, go go right on there with your Notre Dame talk. Like, they're playing Michigan in the big house. They're playing Michigan in the big house. Notre Dame is number eight in the country. Uh, Michigan is number 19. It's going to be Saturday, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a game. And uh, on my wire that came through, let me pull up my uh, uh, ESPN wire. Notre Dame is actually having... Two starters coming back, running back uh, Jafar Armstrong and cornerback Sean Crawford are both available to play uh, this Saturday in Michigan. Um, So you have that coming back. Uh, Winbush has been running like no tomorrow. Uh, Ian Book doing well Um, next year. Ian Book's a senior this year. Next year we'll see um, Yurkovic, who uh, Pine Richland grad. Uh, will be a junior next year. He is slated to get the starting role next year. Yeah, he already played uh, in his freshman year, and he came in a few plays this year so far. Um, nothing major, but um, you know, uh, I mean, it's another fucking name. I mean, you know, <laughs> they, you know, they say, "Hey, to quote to quote Newt Rockney, <laughs> it's Notre fucking game." Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, they call you go. Uh, but, uh, but not so college football is, uh, is turning out, uh, so Notre Dame's record against Michigan when they're the higher ranked team. Um, I think they've won like six in a row when, whenever that's the case. So Notre Dame's got that going for them, which is good. Um, Michigan's got their own situation. Like, like Jim Harbaugh needs... I saw I saw recently that he was looking for an exit strategy. Well, but Harbaugh also shot down that he, uh, despite the talk of NFL teams after him, that he's staying at Michigan. That's to say, if Michigan wants to keep him, <laughs> right? If they lose to Notre Dame and then lose to Ohio State, oh, yeah, they're gonna fire him and he'll go to the NFL as a coordinator somewhere. Yeah. Or he'll have to get to a smaller college program. And I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State. I don't think Penn State will beat Ohio State. So I think that basically Jim Harbaugh's last chance to save his job is Saturday night. So here here you go real quick. How you like this? Clemson, A&M, Georgia, and Bama, your top four. Okay. Texas, Oklahoma, Utah, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida, Penn State. Oregon, UCF, Notre Dame, Iowa, Iowa State, Wisconsin, Auburn. Is that actually the list, or are they just like... That just sounds like some names. That just like... Right now it sounds like nobody's giving Clemson credit. And Alabama hasn't been tested either. LSU. Uh, hold on. It helps if I go to the right website. Nobody's nobody's getting out of the SEC without without being either LSU or Alabama. It, yeah. It helps if I go to the right website. And this is dated yesterday. So Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. Top four. Oklahoma, Penn State's at six. Florida's at seven. 
Notre Dame's at eight. Auburn, Georgia, Oregon, Utah, Wisconsin, Baylor, Texas, SMU, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Michigan's at the 19, which is correct. Uh, Iowa, App State? Yeah, man. Dude, Boone, North Carolina in the house. The fun belt. I love it. Boise State's at 22. They, they were on... Um, they... Iowa State's 23. Arizona, 24. Wake Forest, 25. So, dude, I, I didn't know App State was in the top 25. That's yeah. amazing. Well, they, they're undefeated. They had, a, they had a big conference game, like, last week or the week before. Um, against Lafayette, and a lot, a lot of a lot of people were picking against App State because of, because of the line, and because um, you know the history between the two teams and just how like they kind of like tear each other down. Um, but but App State actually beat them pretty big, so yeah, like they um yeah don't don't be looking for people like at the end of the year to be banging the drum for uh, you know App State to the playoffs. Oh yeah, even if they do go undefeated or UCF, they're not UCF. Like they're yeah. they're a team from the Sun Belt. Um, you know, they, they've moved up from one double a from, from, you know, FCS, whatever you want to call it with, within the past, like few years. Um, but yeah, man, like app state, that's a, you know, like Boone's a great town. A lot of good beer. A lot of good beer. Um, it's that restaurant, like it's on King street. It's called our daily bread. Ah, uh. You know what I'm talking about? It's it's, it's actually like, it's like a sandwich shop, it's but a, it's a bottle shop. It's actually two doors down from uh, Boone Brewing. Yeah, 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 man. Like um, I've been up there a few times. You know, it's up in the mountains, man. It's a great. It's time. a good town. As uh, you know, I've I've heard it. Ex- I've heard it's explained this way that that App State is the campus where like all the hippies go. So like if you if you're accepted to like. The state university system, but well, you didn't, but you didn't get well, into Chapel Hill. Well, UNC UNC Asheville is pretty cool too. Yeah, Asheville. I've never been to Asheville, I but love that's Asheville. a great beer town from what I, I understand. Asheville and Boone are right next to each other. No, they're not. They're not close. Yeah, they are. It's really not they're that 45 close. Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes driving. It's it's that's not that close though. It's forty five minutes to driving me. to me. That's close. It's okay. like driving from here to like Morgantown. I mean, <laughs> no, Morgantown's like, yeah, that's not close. <laughs> but. It's 45 minutes driving. It's like uh, a road trip. That's a road trip. That's not like a commute. Um, oh, it's not a commute. That's like a day away. I mean, but yeah, it's a good time. Uh, so yeah, I didn't realize App State was in the top 25. That's really awesome. Um, well, if they keep winning, they'll stay there. College football this weekend. A lot of good games going on. Uh, you're going to have the 730 game. It's going to be on NBC, most likely, with Notre Dame and Michigan. No, it's on, it's on... It's not because it's at it's at it's Michigan. at Michigan, so it'll be on ABC. Yeah, and then you is. got Penn State, Michigan State. Penn State, Michigan State. Penn State should roll over Michigan State with no problem. Pitt, yeah. Miami, that's a good one. And West Virginia, I forgot to see who they're playing, but they're probably gonna get lost. Their their next game's Halloween. Oh, they're on the yeah. bye week this mm-hmm. week. Cool. They're playing next Thursday night against Baylor, who is undefeated as of now. I don't. I've, I'm assuming Baylor also has this weekend off. In preparation for the Thursday game, so let's let's go ahead and call it you know upset special like go Mountaineers. That'd be cool because we don't need Baylor to be undefeated. That yeah. just ruins everything. It does so. How about speaking of undefeated, the Pens had a five game win streak and they lost the last three games. Did you do any Pens games in the recent week? No, I got to watch the ones that were on NBC Sports though. That's that's very refreshing that there is a channel that carries Penguins games. 
and lets you stream them on other devices. AT&T Sportsnet, like, please, like, get on, get on the same page. Um, the, the, the NBC game that I saw was, um, the one against Colorado, which was an overtime win for the Penguins. That was a great overtime win. It was a great overtime win. That was a, that was a lucky goal, but I mean, like, you gotta, you gotta make the luck sometimes, you know, so. Hey, sometimes putting the puck in the blue paint, you know, that's a good first step to. And when having the, the other team screw up and not yeah, clear the puck. and when the defenseman fucks it up and puts it in his own yeah. net, yeah. hey, there you go. I mean, they did. Colorado didn't skate 180 feet in the wrong direction and put that puck in the goal. No. So, and it, it was a good game. Other than that, you know, like just just because it ended up tied at the end of regulation doesn't mean that the Penguins were like struggling or anything. Like I thought they were pretty dominant most of the game. You know, just a few bounces here and there. And, like, let's face it, the Penguins have been better than I think anybody expected. It's real early. It's real early. A lot of injuries. And they've got a lot of injuries. But they've been showing up, and they've been winning games, and they've been scoring a lot of goals. They just had a three-game skid. They were down in uh, Florida. Yeah. Um, They lost to, um, well, they lost here at home to the Knights. Yeah. Flurry is back in town. Apparently, he likes to play jokes on people. Uh, That joker. Such a uh, joker. He, uh, you know. Can you do me a favor? Call me Joker. He uh, he took um, uh, uh, Dan Potash's mic set up at yeah. his pre uh, pregame co- coaches. Uh, Mike Solvin speaks uh, to the media and whatnot pregame. Mm-hmm. He took Dan Potash's mics and stuff and tied all them up in knots uh, and whatnot. And they, there was pictures of it all on Twitter. It was great. Um, what a pranker that guy! You know, and then you had uh, Flurry and Murray both. You know, stretching out next to each other at center ice on the boards. That's always good. I mean, you know, Flurry's always going to be loved in the city. He always will be. Uh, it, you know, uh, but he plays for a different team now. That's that's just is what it is. Um, and then they went down to uh, Florida Panthers. They lost the game there. Um, I don't even think that was close. I didn't get to see it, unfortunately. And then last night in Tampa, um, they, they had a chance to win it. And... Um, a glove came out of nowhere, <laughs> mm. and then they, and then they kind of looked at it again to see if the glove went over the top of the goal line with the puck in it. it. Was inconclusive evidence if the puck was actually over the goal line inside the glove. Um, stuff happens. Shenanigans. It's, it's hockey. Yeah, it, it, it happens. Um, you know, I wish almost counted in hockey. I mean, almost, it was a good game. It was a good game. It was, it was a solid game. Uh, definitely, like again, Penguins long season. You guys are honestly just filling the void right now, midweek, um, for us to watch and enjoy. Um, uh, you know, with all the college football going on, the World Series going on, NFL going on. That's why. Why, why couldn't there have been a Pens game tonight? You know, because the schedule makers suck. There was no baseball to compete with tonight. Right? Um, you know, there was like. Not, like, good college football. Not good NFL, either. Like, the Thursday night football games. Like, I guess the, the college game tonight was... When can the NFL start moving games around? Is it week 10? I'm not sure, but they're not going to flex teams out of Thursday games. Th- the Thursday schedule is set. Yeah, but... That's too that's too much to ask, like, a team to, like... But, I mean, you you're, you're having the Redskins, who are owing whatever, going into 
Minnesota. Who the only reason they picked that game for national television was because oh, it's Kirk Cousins' old team versus Kirk Cousins' right. new team. Pretty Who much. gives a shit? Is Kirk Cousins like that fascinating of a no, person? No, but I mean he's that, stealing like, money from the fucking. He's stealing money, right? But like, would, like I, I mean, I could see. Okay, if Brady leaves New England after this year and goes to Tennessee, and they have like a Tennessee versus New England game. And they make it on a Thursday night. Yeah, like, people are going to tune in like crazy to see, like, how Brady does against his old team. Because he's Brady. But nobody, not even fucking Skins fans, or Vikings fans for that matter, <laughs> give a shit about how Kirk Cousins does against his old team. It just, it's just, okay. But yeah, that's the only, like, that and the fact that the schedule worked out that, you know, the, you know, the NFC East has to play against the NFC North. Um, the only thing that came out of that game tonight kind of upsetting. I mean, tell me it wasn't a bad injury to a fantasy player. No. Okay. Adrian Peterson passed Jerome Bettis and Ladainian Tomlinson to take sole possession on sixth on the NFL's all-time rushing list. Ah. Uh. Tell anything that came out of that game tonight. Okay, but when Adrian Peterson started out. With Minnesota, like, I, I probably would have taken your bet. Oh. If, if you had said that, like, you know. Oh, yeah. When Adrian Peterson was... Here's 100 like, bucks that says Adrian Peterson ends with fewer yards than Bettis. You know what I mean? I would have said, like, you're on, sucker. Yeah, because... I mean, but then, then he kind of went away for a while, and yeah. now he's back. And he's he's kind of compiling the yards at this point. But, yeah, like, that that tracks. I'm not I'm not too upset about that. I'm not too upset. I'm not too. Ladainian Tomlinson, I I couldn't care care less yeah. about. Like, yeah. But Bettis's record. I mean, Bettis wasn't a big, big yardage back. You know, he, was he wasn't. But yards. he's still sixth all time. Now sixth all time. Now he's, he's seventh. Well, that's still good. And he's in the Hall of Fame. And he is. So what? What, what are we gonna do? Take him out of the Hall of Fame? I don't think uh, Peterson will make the Hall of Fame. I don't. Might might not. I don't know. Um. NFL stuff going on though right now. You're coming up the trade deadline. I think that's this week. Yeah. Um, I think it's what Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday. There's already been some big moves. Here's this one. Um, this guy, I, I guess, just so it's him or his brother that keep getting traded around. Uh, Michael Bennett, mm-hmm. uh, defensive end, currently with the Patriots. Yeah. Was traded today to the Cowboys for a seventh round pick that could become a sixth round pick in 2021. Um, the Bennett brothers have been, I don't know if they have attitude issues or whatever else, but they've both been getting traded around and dropped and picked up. And I think they're both know. like way smarter than the coaches that they work for. Because it's Michael Bennett, and he's a D-end. And then, yeah, Michael Bennett's a D-end who was with Seattle. Right. And he has he, a Super Bowl with them. He has a Super Bowl with them. He's he's also and the written, other, he's written a book. Did he did he get the Super Bowl with Philly, too? Or was that the other Bennett? Martellus Bennett, the tight end? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I want to say Martellus Bennett was not with Philly, because their tight end position was pretty set. Zach Ertz. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd have to look up if Martellus Bennett has a Super Bowl ring. Um, I want to say he does, okay, but I'm not sure. Um, Michael Bennett, I know for sure does. Yeah. Um, and then there was the other one. 
That was uh, our 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 buddy here that used to be part of the Young Money Squad. Oh right, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Hey, he's aged well. <laughs> Seriously, of all of that of that whole crew, of that whole crew, he's you know? still in the league. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Antonio Brown, he was at the Miami Heat game last night. Oh, and they, really? And they pointed him out on the broadcast. Mm, I'm sure he him. had good seats. I'm, I'm sure he did. Uh, but yeah, uh, Manuel Sanders went to from Denver, traded to the Giant. Uh, sorry, um, Niners. He's not young money anymore. Yeah, but he's he, not quite old money. He's yet. not quite old money. He's yet. somewhere in the middle. But middle he, money. Yeah, but he's out. He's out there as a slot receiver. Got traded out to uh, the Niners for a uh, uh, picks. Yeah. These well, guys, it's time to load up if you're the Niners because they're actually pretty good right now. Well, they're six and zero. They're last one of the last two uh, undefeated teams mm-hmm. in the uh, NFL. Uh, the other one would be the uh, Cheatriots. Never heard of them. Yeah, uh, another one was speaking of the Cheatriots, Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, they got him. Uh, they got him from Atlanta for a second round pick because Josh Gordon's done for the year. Well, is he's he, on IR. He's on IR, but is it the year-long IR? I, like, I saw that he was done as a Patriot, basically. Dude. There's, this. There's like, the short IR that they added. I think he's just ago. on regular IR. I think. So he's done for the year. What do you consider regular IR? Like, the old-school IR? Josh Gordon caught by surprise. Josh Gordon responds to Instagram post with news of him heading to IR. Um... Oh, Josh Gordon out for seasons. Yeah. So they had to do that. They had to add Sanu. Because they already, they're already down two receivers, basically, if you consider Antonio Brown, who they did have in, you know. Well, if the Patriots, they could pick back up Antonio Brown. Because <laughs> the NFL hasn't given him the the uh, list yet. Yeah. The commissioner's list. Hmm. And, you know, they're still waiting on... You know, and they're and they're not going to add him to the commissioner's list until another team picks him up, and unless that team says, "Hey, are you going to pick him up?" You know, are you going to add him to the list? They might say, "You pick him up, we'll add him to the list." Who knows? Um, that seems shady. Like they should. I think they they're blackballing AB right now. They should honestly. be like upfront about what his status is. You know, currently right now, his status is playable if the team signs him. But if you sign them, there's that risk that they're going to That risk they're going to take in two days, they add them to the list. Um, the Steelers have a guy on that list. Yeah. I knew we were going to get to this eventually. You know, in the meantime, before we get to that guy, though. Um, yeah, so Josh Gordon's out. So that just opens up more spots for Julian Edelman. Yeah. He's going to get more. But Julian Edelman's been dealing with a fucking injury. Always. Always. You know, he's like Ben. He's always on the injury list. You well, know? He's, he's like Ben if Ben was like a foot shorter and ran across the middle every play. Pretty much. I mean, I have him on my fantasy team, and he has not yet to disappoint me this year. Um, and my fantasy team's in shambles right now. Yeah, me too. I, I have Mahomes. <laughs> uh, so, I have Breeze. Uh, but I picked up Teddy Bridgewater I, off waivers for this I week. I have Teddy so. Bridgewater this week again. I dropped him and picked him back up. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we got trade deadlines going on, uh, stuff like that. Uh, keep an eye out. There's some names that have been moved around. Like I said, Emmanuel Sanders, 
uh, Michael Bennett, uh, Muhammad Sanu. Uh, Sanu's, you know, S S that just makes the Patriots more deadly. And, and they're sitting there without really a top receiver. And without, and they, and their running back is by committee. I mean, on my fantasy team, I have uh, Michelle and Burkhead. And it's really tough who to start because they run running back literally by committee up there. And also, I picked up um, Dorsett. Mm -hmm. uh, Dorsett the second. Yeah. Um, this week, I picked him up. I don't have him starting. I have him on my bench, but he was available in my league. I picked him up. Um, I don't know with Sanu's presence how his touches are going to go down, but we'll see how that happens. In the meantime, though, Steelers talk. Like we just mentioned, um, the Steelers have a guy on the commissioner's list, uh, Mr. Anthony Ciccolo, who is one of those like fan favorites, you know, the slicked back hair, the... Uh, you know, the little Italian swagger. Kind of the special teams route to the starting lineup. The special teams the route. Steelers fans love around. a guy who gets, like, big special teams plays and then gets on the field as a starter eventually. Starter, um, well, he's actually a backup, but... Um, he, he plays downs. Yeah, he, play, he plays a lot. He, he's he does. Not, you know, he's, he's not, not a starter, like, but he's in yeah. on the second play of the game. Yeah. Um... He, uh, on the Steelers bye week, the Steelers did have the bye week last week, and, um, you know, the guys go get to go ahead and go away and relax and chill and whatnot for, like, a, an extended four-day period of time. Relax and chill if that's your thing, or you could go to the Lady Luck Casino. Or you go to Lady Luck Casino in, in, down in Nemecole and Woodlands and get into an argument with your girlfriend and um, have issues uh, on the domestic side of things. I don't know if there's any video. I'm sure there may or may not be. I mean, in a it's casino. It's in a casino? Yeah. There's video. Yeah. It's a matter of who. It hasn't been released yet. So he's on the exempt it. list pending all that. He's on the exempt list um, pending all that. The Steelers told him, please don't show up at the facility uh, until we figure out what's going on. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, without video coming out and seeing what it was. And we know since the Ray Ray situation, uh, the NFL has been treating domestic issues with um, the highest regards. Sometimes. Um, well, yeah, you're right. Sometimes. You know, I mean, it, it, a lot of it still depends. They're, they're very inconsistent. And it's very, very inconsistent. Applied. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, you know, it's you hate to see it happen. Oh, yeah. Um, it it happens to people who aren't football players all the time. Oh yeah. So like I I I really bristle when people say like oh this is like these athletes you know like, it's like just because you're good at football doesn't mean that you're you like what? inherently bad at relationships and relationships are hard relationships for everybody are hard for everybody. So you know like I I hate to see people like slandering the NFL about this when like the issue is like men generally and people generally and not just football players. You know, hey, hey, trust me, I have been detained and arrested myself because of an argument uh, with a significant other on West Liberty Avenue in Dormont. Mm. And, you know, um, it is what it is. Um, mine just didn't make national news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, West Liberty Avenue in Dormont is not like. <laughs> You know, you know, it's not an either. Yeah, it's not an either, but I mean, 
I've been detained and whatnot and uh, removed from a situation, uh, you know, because of issues with significant other. And again, it, it's done from from alcohol. It's, alcohol is, it, it, ex- yeah. it extended from, you know, uh, something I did nine years ago. Uh, people, people don't make the know. best decisions no. when they're drunk. No, not at all. And, you know, like I... You can't be getting arrested over it, though. I know, it sucks. You know what I mean? And just... It's like I we always say walk away, but like, where, where are you going to walk to at Lady Luck Casino in Nemecolon? When you have to take a yeah. shuttle bus there to begin with. Yeah, it, it, it ain't like you can just like go stroll down the road to like the like little corner dive bar oh, and yeah. like blow off some steam. Yeah. Have you ever driven past there? Been yes, there? all the time. Yeah. I love going that way. Yeah. I and love I love going go that 40. way. Go Route Forty the down the deep, down the Deep yeah. Creek down yeah. the down to the shore down to Annapolis yeah. wherever you're headed. Yeah, yeah. And, there's, um, no, there's no need for the turnpike. You take fifty one. No, no, because no, because you, you save twenty eight dollars on the mm-hmm. turnpike. Yeah, you might you might lose like fifteen minutes, you know. But my my time yeah. is my time is not worth that much. Yeah, that like fifteen minutes is equivalent it's to like, twenty eight dollars. Like, oh, <laughs> if you take the turnpike, you will save yourself thirty minutes. If you take this way, it's thirty minutes longer, mm. but you will save twenty eight dollars. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm twenty eight dollars is a bar tab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, like seriously, like the difference between like the thirty minutes, like you can you can earn half that back just by not hitting the snooze button on the day you're leaving for your. Oh trip. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you shouldn't want to snooze because you should be excited. It's vacation. You're on vacation, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're going down the shore or Deep Creek or you know Annapolis, Chapel DC, Hill. Chapel Hill, whichever way you want to drive that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chapel Hill. I think I go a different way than that way. But Ocean that's, City, Maryland's yeah. that way. Yeah, I mean, the Chapel Hill. Last time I went to Chapel Hill, you did the Deep Creek thing. You, you go forty, yeah. go through Deep Creek, like yeah. make, make that right and go down through all the like country shit. Yeah. Up over the ridge by the uh, windmills. Yep. Oh yeah. Down down past like Liberty University mm. and James Madison, and next thing you know, you're in North Carolina. And well, there's Bojangles everywhere. Ah, oh, fucking Bojangles. <laughs> Man, Amanda wouldn't stop on our way home from the shore. I was like, babe, if I get off of this exit and go down here, I was like, Bojangles is literally it's like. 30 minutes and we can hit Bojangles. She goes, yeah, but what way are we going to have to go home? I'm like, well, from there, the best way to go would be like uh, into 495 and then take 270 and then come back up to 68. And she's like, what time is it? I'm like, five. She didn't want to hit traffic. I'm like, but then again, that you're hitting 495 and 270 around D.C., <coughs> at I love five look, o'clock. Look, I love adventures and I love Bojangles, <laughs> but I'm also not a fan of like <laughs> DC traffic. going far. No, not just DC traffic, but like the the concept of going farther off the highway than I need to. Right, drives me crazy. Yeah, like when I'm like running out of gas and I'm like, well, better get off at next exit. And I get off and like the the sign at the end of the exit ramp is like gas left, gas right, like three miles either way. Like I get pissed. Like, that's, like, a waste of my time. Like, I should be able to find what I need. Right there. It doesn't have to be a Bojangles, but it could be, like, a Sheets, at least. Or if there's not a Sheets, like, I'll eat at a random-ass truck stop. But I, I am not going, like, deep into your town just to end up turning around and get back on the highway. Or take, like, a long-ass detour past, like, the abandoned schoolhouse. 
<laughs> to get back on a different highway that then meets up with the highway where I need to be in the first place. So, so uh, like, I, I, I'll sign off on Amanda's decision. I'm sorry for you, but like, yeah. you know, you'll you'll have another chance. I will. I will have another chance. I'm sure I will. Uh, but if we keep though, talking about it, they'll come here. I know. Hopefully, they do. <laughs> I mean, we're part of the ACC now. We need a Bojangles yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we do. Do you, can we get enough money together to start a franchise? Jesus Christ. Maybe. I don't know if they're selling, but I mean, shit. Dan Snyder owns most of them. Fuck. Well, I don't want to give him my money. I know, me. right? Uh, but uh, Steelers this week, Monday night against the Dolphins. This game is a trap game, I think, for Steelers. <laughs> oh man, the Dolphins are so bad. The Dolphins are, are so sure? bad. Are you sure? The dude? Dolphins are bad. I don't think even the Steelers can play down to but the Steelers team. Steelers play down. They're not. And okay. Right. It, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be like brilliant. What's the weather like in Pittsburgh this Monday? Because you know what, the Steelers and Dolphins always play some dumbass fucking game in either like a hurricane, hurricane. a yeah. snowstorm, a Monday night football game that yeah, like rains zero degrees out, and they put like game. new turf over top of old turf, and a punt sticks in the fucking you know thing. Monday, sixty three and forty eight, partly cloudy. Tuesday, sixty-eight and forty-nine, partly sunny. There'll be no fine. rain. All it's right. gonna be, it's gonna be like a nice weather game. Uh, I just so so kickoff will be in the in the in the low sixties. Yeah, high fifties. The end of the game will be in the fifties. They always end up playing some dumbass weather game. Uh, I remember as a kid, man, like they played Miami, where I remember. Jerome Bettis getting tackled at the 20 and slid to the end zone. Mm. Uh, like I mean, that Niners game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, those, those are always the best. That's the, I think that Steelers game... No, th- this was a different game because I don't think Bettis played with Malarkey. When oh, Malarkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a great, like, Sports Illustrated photo one time when the Steelers went down to Miami and played in, like, a tropical storm. And there was this picture of Mike, Mike Malarkey, like... Like caught the ball at the sideline and was like sliding, like hydroplaning. And the photographer must have been standing right on the sideline and was like standing over top of him, basically. And like this picture was just like a tight shot of like Malarkey's head and shoulders, and he's got the ball like cradled to his chest. Right. And you could just you could just see like he was like hydroplaning because you could see like the water like oh, like a rooster's like, all tail around. Yeah. Yeah. And like I remembered watching that play like live when it happened and being like, oh man, like I wish it was hot out enough to well, go slip and slide. Well, well uh, fucking Ben went down there and played in whatever hurricane it was that they moved the game. From... Yeah, that was his rookie year. Yeah, they moved the they game moved from to Monday night. Monday night. It was like the second. There was like a. It was on like CW. Yeah, because like the regular Monday night game was still on ABC, so they yeah. had to like slide it somewhere else. Uh, and that. then. And then there was the game in Pittsburgh with the snow. And then there was the game in Pittsburgh that was a Monday night game uh, where uh, they had the uh, the field turf was all fucked up because, mm-hmm. like, they had five – they had uh, all the um, Whippy Old Championships mm-hmm. between Friday – or between Thursday and Friday. And then they had a pit Pitt played Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, we'll just put new turf down. But they didn't – Take up the old turf, and yeah. they just laid on top. I of was it. at that pit game that and, weekend, and they—that was the game they had like the cement rollers mm-hmm. coming over. No, I was at that pit game, and the, the punt stuck in the. And you could like at the pit game, you could uh, in the north end zone, like you could look out the back of the stadium, like down by where like the ramp is off of sixty five. 
Yeah. And you could see the rolls of turf. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what are they going to do with those? Like, they, they don't have enough time to, like, Re-saw pull up it. the turf. Like, yeah. they're just going to basically, roll what, roll them out like a like a shag carpet on top of a hardwood floor? <laughs> and it didn't work out so well because it didn't stop raining. No. Maybe if it had stopped raining. That was between, the worst like, rain Saturday Monday night game ever. It was, it was, it was 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. That game was 3 nothing. Yeah, when the ball landed, like, nose down and yeah. didn't roll at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's some good shit. So, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're coming in and playing Miami. Uh, my, Michael Fitzpatrick is quarterback down there. They don't have too many weapons uh, that I see. Uh, you have, of course, the Steelers. It's a home game, Monday night. The Steelers haven't lost a Monday night game since something stupid like 1992 at home. Um, so that's a good record to keep going. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we'll see what happens. We have, um, what else we got going on? Um, TJ Watt, not necessarily going to be available for the game. He's a game time decision. Uh, so you need help with that inside linebacker position. And of course, you mentioned Anthony Chicklow is now on the commissioner's list, so that sucks. So you got a third third string guy coming in there, uh, working out with the first team right now, uh, seeing if TJ is going to be able to go. You know, there's a lot of injuries throughout, but we'll go from there. I mean, I was just talking to TJ Watt, man. Oh, yeah. He he. Uh, you know, possible he could or could not go. Okay. Chicklow was his backup. Mm-hmm. And then, so now you're down to a third string. Well, uh, they signed somebody. They did sign uh, somebody. I can't remember who it was. Never but. heard of him before. Um, it's not like it's not like they're going to go out and get, like, Michael Bennett. Yeah. No, because <laughs> Pat's already traded his ass. Um, but, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, at that aspect, we're going to go ahead and sign off here uh, from episode 101. Um, you know, well, yeah, we'll we'll keep it as the Gary Anderson episode. Yeah, Gary Anderson, one. also Warren Moon. I think I think Warren Moon. You know, I used to play play action football on <laughs> Nintendo. Nice. And they didn't have all the teams, but the one of the teams they did have was the Oilers. Was the Oilers? Nice. And and uh, they actually didn't. I don't think Warren Moon was licensed on that, so they had Cody Carlson oh. as their quarterback. Alright folks, have a great week Enjoy it, enjoy your sports week It's going to be a beautiful weekend Get out and enjoy uh, some golf if you can Yeah, you're going to you're gonna regret it if you don't Because it's eventually it's going to get shitty Eventually it's going to get shitty Steelers play Monday night World Series Friday night Saturday, Riverhounds Riverhounds Saturday, quarterfinals at home Highmark Stadium um, We have Birmingham coming in Yeah uh, A tired and demoralized Birmingham Apparently so demoralized because they beat or they lost to the Riverhounds, but then they, I don't know. All right, they're folks. probably not demoralized. Let's let's not like undersell it. But let's let's go Riverhounds, man. Let's go Riverhounds. Let's bring a championship soccer team to this city. Uh, it'd be awesome. Add more to the city of champions. Hell yeah! All right, folks. Have a great week. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Peace. 
Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.